Restoring the balance of pro wrestling radio. The Ministry of Slam Radio Show. <laughs> we forgot to press record and i've just pressed it you've literally just missed like a minute of the show tez is dressed like a cartel manga uh, uh, here we are welcome everybody glorious sunday to all the ministry slam is live here on the podcast feed and we forgot to press record again flipping egg but i've just done it tez we're all right so we're good we're talking we're about tez, tez on the Bericles. <laughs> uh yeah so yeah Bericles stepped in um it was a great great show last week but yeah unfortunately he was caught out again the 211 quiz um i oh, do think maybe Maybe I need to not go so hardcore with my clues. Maybe my clues are too difficult, but I think the chat will guess in it. So I'm, I'm just trying to soften the blow a little bit. For, uh, I, I think you need to definitely go hard on Barracles, uh for these um, for these Barracles corners. He, he, no, for the for the two eleven quiz. He's the only one out of all of us that keeps not getting it. Every single person's got it apart from Barracles. And I, I did point out that I'd uh, <laughs> done the test the week before and got it in like twenty seconds. Yeah. Austin Leary. Unbelievable. But, uh, under the pressure, under the pressure, I get it. It's it's tough. Um, but no, yesterday, mate, I um I had a wedding in the glorious sunshine. Some some and, famous um, person's wedding, was it, Tess? Well, I, mean, I say famous. Um, so we met the couple about two years ago or something. And we booked them in, and then pandemic hit. Things kept getting delayed. Um, and we mic up the groom and the registrar for the ceremony so we can get really good audio. Right. For the, for oh, the wow. <gasps> and I go to mic up the groom and he goes, oh, jeez. And he's a he's a pretty built guy. Um, right. he, he goes, oh, it's like being back at work like I'm uh, interviewing Anthony Joshua for Sky Sports again. Of course, like, people talk like that. <laughs> and I was like, what? And so I just Googled his name, uh, a guy called Tris Dixon, who, yeah, he's a Sky Sports correspondent for, the, for their boxing. And he ghost wrote... Uh, Ricky Hatton's autobiography for him because obviously Ricky Hatton didn't actually write it himself. Right. But yeah, so if you wow. there's a lot of crossfitters there. Was he as just well. dropping names, was he? Was he like, I'm just gonna drop some names here? <laughs> it's just like I'm just interviewing Anthony Joshua right now. <laughs> I mean you mentioned that I mean literally like the first thing he said was about Sky Sports correspondence and I thought oh. I, I, I'm literally here just to film that. I don't really care about all this stuff. Like, I don't really nice, I haven't got Sky really Sports, nice I've not had it for ages. I don't watch boxing. Um I, I lost interest in boxing a long time ago. But that's mainly because of YouTubers like us, Lawrence, uh, <laughs> making it uh, making it a bit of a, a bit of a shambles. I went to the but River yeah. Stour yesterday, Tez, uh, which is about fifteen minutes from my house. There's a river right, that runs right through the county of Dorset, where we live. And my auntie was renting a place there. And I got in the water, and uh, all this youth youth came by. The youth went wild, Tez. We were sitting there, oh, all chilled no. out, and the yeah. youth went by on paddleboards of all of all things, Tez. Paddleboards down a river, and they yeah. the youth loosened all the weeds can you believe it and all the weeds then got stuck by the river youth youth went wild youth youth out on the rampage couldn't believe it they're out having fun enjoying themselves in the sun on paddle boards making noise unbelievable youth. river style not skid row and then like? and then and all these weeds there so i got in the in the kayak and i blasted my way through the weeds and i cleared them and it was quite good as well when Aaron stood in stood in the river and all these loads of little fish are in there eating your feet you know when you go you could pay for this thing it's a very expensive oh, thing but you know they're eating all the skin off your feet like oh, oh. 
<laughs> I think it's quite, I think it's supposed to be pampering. It's supposed to be like a thing you pay a lot of money for. Tess, that's the sort I of thing a cartel boss would wear. Just yeah, like I mean, a cartel boss. Listeners. A cartel boss would, uh, you know, he would go for his uh, pedicure, manicure, yeah. get all, you know, looking all fresh. He'd pay premium dollar for that sort of service. He would, yeah. So yeah, these all these fish were eating our eating the skin off our feet. It was quite a quite an interesting interesting situation i quite enjoyed it actually it was good good hanging out by the river stour for a good few hours yesterday afternoon and then yeah. um t- this morning tez you know what i did what did you do i recorded the first episode of ministry of marvel oh my goodness a new show for the NYS network so it's uh going to be dropping this week guys so if you want to get hold of the ministry of the marvel you join uh click that join button that's underneath this stream right now and uh if you join on the champion level you can uh, get Ministry of Marvel, a new weekly show here on the MOS Network. And uh, it's, it's, it was good fun. And I recorded it with a very special guest from the land down under. Uh, well, land down under. That's why I recorded it at 8 o'clock this morning. It's it from the land down under. Done me, mate. Yeah. So, uh, so that was really good. So any Marvel fans, a lot of Marvel stuff happened with uh, uh, She-Hulk coming out this Thursday. So, uh, yeah, if you want to come and join, join, join the show. Uh, it'd be great to have you come and join the YouTube members. And we're going to look into that for... Uh, for um, Face a podcast as well. I think there's a way you can have it for podcasts as well. So I'm, I'm going. I'm looking Ooh, more into the podcast situation. Now I've got uh, the, all the graphics done for Ministry of Slam here on YouTube. I'm now looking into ways to to see how the podcast is listed and all that sort of stuff. So and Stitcher is coming, Rick Moran. I, I've, I've emailed them for some reason. Uh, the 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 uh, authenticate thing isn't working, so I've had to email them. So uh, it's a bit of a bit of a pig that, but hopefully it sorts itself out because I'm trying to. I get that going but it's been a productive day Tez productive day it's oh, good. awesome so um yeah Ministry of Marvel's dropping it's a good hour and a half of Ministry of Marvel was was quite good fun so Ooh, so yeah Tez it's been quite good and I done Bon Jovi last week which was uh, how'd it go is that okay yeah. kaboom <laughs> and then so yeah it was okay it was what it was oh, what actually one thing some lady said to mm. me she goes, um, so we play the dog festival. We play all the glamorous gigs. It was a festival called the dog festival. The lady wasn't a dog. She was actually a lady. <laughs> and, um, but there was, she was holding her dog. There's all these people with dogs there. And she goes to me, um, oh, can I get a photo of you? Uh, no, can I get some photos, please? And she goes, I don't want a photo of you. I want a photo of him. Uh, he was Dean, the guitarist. He's all muscly. All right. He's a muscly guy. And she goes, he's better looking than you, she said to me. And I thought, unbelievable. And I said to her, because she was holding their dog, I said, don't worry, I don't want a photo of you. I want a photo of your dog. Your dog's much better looking than you. So stuck it. <laughs> don't talk to me like that. Especially when I'm dressed like Mike John Bon Jovi. Yeah. yeah, that shut her up. So uh, that wasn't very nice, I thought. Don't start uh, body shaming people or whatever she was doing for me. Judging my looks. Unbelievable, Tez. I couldn't believe it. How rude. So I, How did, rude. I did mic drop her and her dog was very cute. So... Uh, you know, if I was a wrestler, I'd been. I'd rather get a photo with your dog, and your dog's an ugly dog. But it wasn't. It was a, it was a cute dog, so it was actually speaking the truth. So there we go. Oh. It was. A, it was an exciting uh, time when I got home from that. Oh, very nice. So there we go. Right. So, Seth, should we get to the? Do you know what we're here for, mate? Uh, we're here to talk the sport of wrestling. We are here. We are here right now, ladies and gentlemen, for the Ministry of Slam. We are live on YouTube, and it's great to be here. Great to be back. We're holding this microphone, talking about wrestling and all the world of pro wrestling, and hanging out with the MWS Network community and this man, the cartel boss, Tez. <laughs> this is wrestling, Razor Ramon gimmick. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking about this week in wrestling history, all the week's wrestling news, 
Punk versus Moxley. What's going to happen? The 211 quiz this week in wrestling history, which I've already said. We're taking your calls via Zoom. So if you want to call in via Zoom, download Zoom and you can call in and I'll post a link in chat. And uh, generally hanging out with this glorious community we call the MOS Network and all of you people listening on the podcast feed. Thank you, podcasters, as you are the pillar of the MOS Network community. And Tez, is it time to get to the MOS Wrestling News? I think it is time. Let's do it. Um, I just quickly seen in the chat again a lot of uh, Bon Jovi references in relation to your your story. Uh, right. Law. She Anna deserved Kansing. it, mate. Don't talk. I can't believe she said that to me. She bloody deserved you, you it. You gave oh. her a dose of bad medicine. She bloody deserved it. I tell you, if anyone wants to see me do Bon Jovi, I did post a video of me singing Bon Jovi on the YouTube channel. Just if anyone wants to see me doing it in my hometown, I thought it'd be interesting if anyone does want to see me singing bad medicine. Actually, uh, it's up on the YouTube oh, yeah. channel in front of about four thousand people in my hometown. But everyone in Paul was nice. They weren't horrible to me like that horrible dog woman. Um, she was not nice. She, she was shot down in a blaze of glory. She, yeah, she I was. Says. I did give her a dose of bad medicine, guys. She she deserved it. Uh, these days, she's a horrible lady. So she's done. She's done with it, Tez. She's done. And Priceless says, at least uh, at least Lawrence uh, didn't end up wanted dead or alive. Uh, I was too hot in those denim jackets, mate. Wearing a denim jacket in the middle of summer. The stupid thing is, they always ask you to put it back on. They're like, oh, I can't fire. How can you put it back on? It's like, See what? But in roasting. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, anyway, should we go to the right. wrestling news? Let's so go. the wrestling news. There's lots of wrestling uh, news. Um, oh God, I can't pronounce his name. Um, Kaneshka Takeshita. Takeshita, yeah, I'll just say Takeshita. Uh, heading back to Japan following four months in the US, the performer issued the following statement on Friday as he heads back to his home country. Today, I am leaving America. I have so many great memories of the last four months. Thank you all for being so nice to me. The 27-year-old star from DDT came over to the US this April for an extended stay wrestling for AEW along with several independent shows. Takeshita became a breakout performer on AEW broadcasts, including matches with Hangman Page, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, and Claudio Castagnoli. He actually did, didn't he? He really did become a breakout star. Of It's crazy because he had no real gimmick. No, no real promos. promos. No. Yeah, every time he was in the ring, it was like, this guy is awesome. He's a beast. He's a great wrestler. And everyone just wanted him to win, even though he <laughs> lost every match. It was, I don't know what happened and why why that happened. Why did that happen, to be fair? Because there's been many wrestlers that have popped in on excursions or turned up at companies for two or three months. But Takeshita, for some reason, everybody in the wrestling community and around the rest of the world thought he was brilliant. And I thought he was brilliant too. What do you think, dude? um yeah i i I liked him i didn't get so much of the kind of the hype that you know he became very sort of popular um for me i guess i enjoyed his matches but it didn't go kind of past that like i wasn't like oh i don't know it didn't quite click for me in the same way of watching his matches and being like holy shit this guy's incredible i want to see what he does next i so yeah it i didn't get the same sort of click but he does you know he's had very good matches and he's very good in the ring he sells very well as well should i tell you what i'm going off on wrestling what I, mm. i'm going a little bit off of and some people mm. might not agree with me here i don't like it how in a lot of matches they're doing this boom where they slap slap someone and then the next one goes bath oh, 
and they stand there and wait to take it. Because everybody's uh. doing it in a lot of matches. Takeshita was one of them that did it as well quite a lot. And I feel like that's happening too much now. It didn't happen about a year ago. It wasn't so much. Um, it seems like when Suzuki came, everyone was like, oh, that's really cool. I know it's been happening for a long time and it's probably got mm. a lot of a, a Japanese wrestling thing a lot as well. But as a rest, more of a Western wrestling fan, I guess, um, this is happening quite a lot. And it it's, it kind of takes me out of the match a bit because I'm like, this is, should be like a competition. Why are you standing there letting him punch you in the face? stop so, it punch him I, I and have then punch similar, him again I have a similar thing but for a different segment and it was highlighted when I started watching my homework which we'll get to much you know, later on I don't like the moment in matches and it's either normally at the start or it's you know near the end when they both do that thing when they're both holding each other and both punching so I always think the punching looks absolutely yeah, awful yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that sort of close up sort of thing and it's uh yeah, it happens a lot, and I guess it's a big feud thing. Like, oh, they just want to kill each other. But I always think punches there like crap. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird. It's that. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that one, and I think this this standing there taking the punch. Just mm. if you really want to do damage to the guy, and it's like a respect thing. I don't know. See what you got. Yeah, but it, it like, kind of goes on a I bit can too take long. That. Now I'm gonna hit you yeah, back. I, I yeah. kind of get it a little bit, but it has happening too much on nearly every show, especially what, AEW. But- that that's you know that's something we've kind of discussed with like i guess like the gimmick matches and the blood with AEW is too much too often loses its impact and i guess yeah, yeah that's it's another thing where it's happening so regularly that it's like oh, come on they're doing this spot again you know yeah just punch him and punch him back someone needs yeah. to like no say get punched and then punch do their punch and just keep punching them don't sort of wait for their punch to come back just like beat heel on the crowd go oh no yeah. i'm not gonna let him do this and just kick him in the nuts or something that'd be good do that just have a bit of a variation on it so uh yeah yeah mix up a bit uh the amount of blood yeah uh mr price the amount of blood spilled on the aw brody mocks every match yeah that was brody king i mean did you watch did you watch dynamite on uh fight this week i did um do you know the start of it was gone it just came off halfway through with brody king outside the ring covered in blood yeah because i i started it and it was like no signal so i just Mm. skipped ahead like 30 seconds a minute or so and it's like brody king drenched in blood yeah Darby Allen getting chucked around, so that was a bit, a bit weird. Like I would like to have seen how the match. I don't know if that was the case for everywhere or just fight. I don't know. I, I, I just had it. It was, um, it was on. It was just on the fight for Kenny Williams. Yeah, it's a strong star thing from Japan. I think it's because a Western mm. thing now too. And if you have some point, you have to have at some point in a match to go tit for tat. But yeah, it is overused. Mox loves to bleed, and Francis. It was on ITV Four. I think. Didn't even know it was an ITV. Oh yeah, they put it put on ITV four on Fridays. Um, because yeah, before I I got um fight, I'd watch it on the Friday night. But um, oh, that's strange. You'd expect that fight would have been probably having more of the action because they don't have the ad breaks. But I didn't even know there was an ITV four. How long's that happened for? Yeah, it was. So that's been the home of AW kind of since the start on UK TV. But it is weird because ITV four. My impression of it is kind of like similar to BBC Four, where it's like more dramas and uh, Downton Abbey, Poirot, Downton Abbey, that sort of thing. Yeah. When we get to start, are we doing it? That's the next podcast, guys. If you guys want to join, click that thought, join button. But we were Tez. keeping that quiet. No, just do it now. It's a Christmas present. Tez and me going to start reviewing Downton Abbey. Yeah. Me and Tez are going to start doing a weekly Downton Abbey podcast, guys. Get ready. Because uh, Charlie Cox is coming back as Daredevil. I wanted to see him doing something else, acting and. 
I found out he was in Downton Abbey and I was like, Tez, Charlie Cox is in, in Downton Abbey when he start podcasting it. He was like, I thought we were going to do Ministry of Ducks. And I was like, no, Ministry, <laughs> Ministry of Downton well, so Abbey. We had a discussion in the in the live chat um, last week and I have actually, I kind of just laughed it off, but I have actually been thinking general consideration for like a potential new show, like either a podcast or whatever. Um, min, was it uh, MIA, Ministry in Action or something? Because... Talk, we were talking about action films, and there's a whole bunch that I've never seen because I only watched oh. Van Damme and Schwarzenegger. Um, so maybe that's a new thing. Uh, <laughs> Watching maybe. them talking about Chuck Norris films. Barricles Corner is Marvel Weekly. No, it's it's not going to be weekly at the moment. Just just um, just monthly. Well, monthly or when when we can get it going. And there's like I've caught up with other stuff. I need to now spend time trying to connect the podcast situation. Uh, that's my next. Well, I need to liaise with Tez and probably you, but you, Barclays, as well, because you do Tony is about a few ideas I've had. So, uh, but yes, that's off air behind baseball situation. Behind baseball? Backwards baseball. So, yes, I, uh... is it? Tez watched baseball this week, he said. Kenny Williams, you I... said they're going to see, the, is it Kenny Williams going to see the Blue Jays? I'm going to leave that again. Yeah, I saw, saw that in the chat earlier on. Hmm. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I tried watching it, Kenny, because I try to make the most of paying for. BT Sport, which also has ESPN, but I think it must have just been a highlight show because it was jumping from twenty different, uh, twenty different games. I could not follow what was going on. It was just home run, home run, home run, home run. Yeah. I wouldn't uh, mind playing baseball. Or, or I used to love rounders at school, which is like yeah, the English knockoff at, version. I was quite good at rounders at school. Very posh. It's a Downton Abbey version of baseball. Yeah, um, <laughs> croquet. Yeah, it is. Actually, uh, get to the next one, Ted. So we could get this. Yeah, one. let's go to the next one. Uh, Matt Cardona. If Triple H asked me, um, asked for me back, I'd have a conversation, but I don't know if I'd go back. Uh, there is one non-negotiable that would have to come with Matt Cardona's return to WWE. With the new regime in place at WWE, the likes of Dakota Kai, Karrion Cross, and Dexter Loomis have returned to the company as Paul Triple H Levesque is overseeing creative. A former WWE Intercontinental Champion in Matt Cardona was asked about the idea of returning to the company whilst on Wrestling Inside the Ropes. Cardona has commented, with Triple, H, uh, with Triple H is calling everyone back, supposedly, if he called me back, of course I'd have a conversation, but I don't know if I'd go back. I don't know. I mean, of course, never say never, but I mean, my schedule now is pretty great. I'm making a lot of money and I'm having a lot of fun, so it's hard to trade that in for just to be a name on a roster. I've already done that. Uh, he commented on his return to the ring and joked that the only doctor who he needs approval from is himself and that Dr. Matt Cardona cleared him to wrestle. Uh, yeah, the recovery is going pretty damn good. The surgeons, the doctors, they originally told me I'd be out for five to six months. I said, uh-uh, like Stone Cold <laughs> uh -uh. Steve Austin. I said, let uh -uh -uh. me try and do this. Let me try and do this in three. So I'll do it in just about three. NWA 74, I'm excited about getting back in the ring. One good thing about not being under a WWE or AEW contract, uh, the only doctor that has to clear me is me. Uh, so Dr. <laughs> Matt Cardona has cleared me to compete. Dr. Matt Cardona. Is there a doctor in the house? Is that uh, the wisest sure. thing? I'm not sure. Probably not. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, Matt Cardona. I, well, I can understand that from Matt Cardona's point of view that he wouldn't go back to the Fed. Um, what, what's right his injury? Because I don't, I don't, I don't really Was it the same Cody thing, wasn't it? Oh, really? I think so. 
Yeah, I've not I've not really followed his. I know what he's been doing outside WWE, but I haven't watched any of it other than his brief stint in AEW last year. Right. I think I think um I think he tore a peck or something like that. Something quite quite horrible. Um okay. so yeah, not having him I can understand why he wouldn't go back just because oh well carrying cross is his back to his NXT character doesn't maybe mean it's still gonna be great great two months down the line. Is it? you know, we have to see, don't we? There's a lot yeah. of TV that needs to be written for Triple H. It's, it's fine saying he wrote great TV and had a great product for one, two hours a week. He's now got to do five hours a week and pay-per-views and things and be in charge of all that. That's quite a lot of content. It's like five times as much content as he has to do. So I think I think we need to sort of cool the britches a bit with how good Triple H might be in terms of head of creative in a way. Uh, of course, if yeah. we're basing it off his black and gold period of NXT, Tez. Because mm, there's a... Yes. Which is, you know, we have to have a clear mind and don't get too excited, but have a little bit of hope. That's what I feel right, yeah. like right now. A little bit of hope goes a long, long way than well, exactly. a, rather than a little bit of despair, which we've had for a long time watching the Fed. Yes, very much so. But yeah, you know, things things are going in the right direction. So it seems the the product has been... Better. better than it was it's a been while ago. better Ted. actual yeah. wrestling matches and mm. just gonna say while we're on the on it hyping up those mid-level those uh, mid titles the us and the intercontinental belts my mm-hmm. god like why have they not done that for years those belts have been like all this history and all of us wrestling fans who are our age older even younger love the idea of history and these belts meaning something and the fact they've been doing highlight and history like retrospects of these the us and the and the intercontinental belt is bloody brilliant brilliant they've got such history those belts and then yeah. they've just been shit they haven't even been on wrestlemania for years and just having them having history and proper matches for these belts is brilliant it makes it I be mean, a segment of the show you want to watch which is what tv's about we've we've had defenses recently that have been part of feuds that have been building over weeks and weeks. Yeah. We've had actual storylines, and that's that's great. That's great to see because then it means when we get to that match, you have a bit more hype yeah. because it's not just a case of oh, who are they that's defending right. against this week? Yeah, uh, good, good stuff. It's right. And uh, Sefi, he could have a breakdown there, Triple H. The way Tony Khan Khan appears <laughs> to be going. Sefi uh, Sefi David Walker deserves the. Uh, Martin Mavers did it, did it when um when Martin's not here. It's sort of passed down to Steffi from from that point of view. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back on the show today. As I missed last week, I missed it, gutted. I'm glad back now, so it's good. Should we get on to the next one? Good to be back. Yeah, next one we Ooh. have uh, Ric Flair passed out twice during the last Brilliant. match due to dehydration. Fantastic. <laughs> Speaking to Conrad Thompson for the the to be the man podcast, Flair blamed his weight management regime during training for the match, which took place on Sunday, July thirty first. The seventy three year old said, "I don't think people realise that I passed out twice. I think everyone I think did. we did. <laughs> I, I, said on, I said it on my <laughs> review the day after, Rick Flair." Definitely real. You said it. You worded it to Andrade. I think I passed out when he was holding your neck up. What happened was my regimentation for training was so strict that I kept my weight on. I wanted my perfect weight to be like 220 pounds going in. Bear in mind that this isn't 
like a, a UFC or a boxing match where they have to make weight. Like you could say you're any weight, no one cares. Yeah. Um. So the last day and a half, aside from all the work that we had planned for me to do, I didn't hydrate because I had it in my mind that I had to weigh 219 pounds. So anyway, I went to the ring at about 217 pounds. Uh, what happened during the, the body of the match, I just became dehydrated. Uh, turning to the second point where he passed out, Flair said that it happened after the planned missed guitar shot where Jarrett went to hit Flair but accidentally struck Jay Lethal instead. He said, then along came the guitar. Right down, bingo. Don't know. Um, while I was down, I passed out again. I just passed Brilliant. out. Manny, which is, I guess, Andrade's real name, is going, I'm not going to do an accent. Um, so sir, you have, you to, wake have up. to wake up. <laughs> I, I, I I have the <laughs> no I have the brass knuckles, sir. You have to wake up. So then I woke up. I knew where we were. Right, boom, and we're home. I swear to God, twice during the match, I went completely brilliant. black. Wear that as a badge of honor, you silly old man. Brilliant. You know uh, the whole wrestling community thought it was brilliant that you did that, and you know make us all feel really bad for watching you. It's so stupid, Tess. I done that video. Uh, I reviewed it about 24 hours after the match. And it's interesting the comments we got on it. Some people were like, you're British. You don't understand how important Ric Flair is <laughs> to us Americans. Um, I, maybe I don't understand that. But I also understand the fact that he's like a very, very old man and really shouldn't have been in there at all. I haven't changed my mind since I did that video. It was uh, awful. And the fact now he's admitting and wearing it as a badge of honour that he passed out twice is utterly ridiculous. And he's also said this week he wishes he didn't say it was his last match. Please, oh my God, do you think he's going to go back in the ring again? I mean... We should get a I refund said, if I said he does. Before, I said before I thought the match was going to be a train wreck. And I also said he's probably going to find some enjoyment in the match or find something where he thinks, you know what? I think I've still got it. I've got another match in me. And lo and behold, he's already going, ah, oh, bollocks, I wish I hadn't said it was my last match. I mean, at the end of the day, nothing is to stop him going, I actually, no, you've wronged me with some crappy backstage event. Yeah. I am going to come out of me. retirement. You punched me my surgery again. You're going you broke down. me up hard way. Yeah. You broke me. You oh. busted me open hard way. Hard way. Oh, God. I went hard. I got, I got busted open hard way. I nearly, well, this week at work uh, on my leg. I nearly oh. posted it in the, in the Discord, but I thought that's gross. I had a big bloody gash on my knee and I was like, oh, I could send post it in a Discord. I thought that's maybe a bit too much. People might think uh, we don't want to see Lawrence's bloody gash. Well, it's not that kind of Discord, you know. It's, uh... um, so, yeah, no, it was, I, yeah, I did bust my knee open hard way. Um, it's not cool to admit he nearly died as much as Vince is in the shit. Letting someone die on a pay-per-view blood would end up on Conrad Thompson's hands. Yes, and that's the thing. This is his family around him that are enabling this man to still do this. He should mm. not do this. That's not a thing to wear as a badge of honor that you you passed out twice. And he's wearing that. He should keep that secret and be like, oh God, or talk about it seriously. Look, I cannot do this. I passed out twice. But he's like, yeah, I passed out twice. Then I went out drinking with Kid Rock. Yeah, it's stupid. He's a 73 year old man and people are enabling him to be like that. And if he goes back in the ring, something could happen and it's stupid. It's really stupid. They need to stop this right now. Stop it. Mm -hmm. Stop it, Conrad. Just, just stop right. it, Conrad. We should all boycott his podcast if he keeps doing this. So we're not Go back doing to selling mortgages, Conrad. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why there's a wellness policy and they don't put wrestlers in the ring. If they don't pass a wellness policy in, flipping out, Rick Flair wouldn't even get through the door of the wellness policy room. Um, 
if there is a room that's called wellness policy i don't know but you know you know what i mean to you know what i'm saying yeah oh rick 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 um next up we got another return on this week's smackdown and this so last week on the show with Bericles, we were talking about you know pretend the releases from the last year and yep. who we may see back and not um and yeah hit hit row who returned on this week's smackdown that did come up in discussion but we were both kind of like eh, i don't see them bringing it back when the best wrestler out of the group uh you know he's not available yeah um being swerved but they were back they had a good match and uh, yeah, nice little promo at the end. So um, in the news, the uh, the former NXT stable appeared on Friday's SmackDown. Uh, top dollar, Ashanti the Adonis, accompanied by B-Fab, came to the ring for a squash match, where which uh, Dollar and Adonis quickly won. They then reintroduced themselves with the group finishing the promo by saying they were the OG3. PW Insider reported on Thursday that WWE were bringing in Adonis and Dollar for Friday SmackDown. However, it was unknown at the time if BFAB would be brought in as well. The group, along with Isaiah Swerve Scott, formed Hit Row back in May of last year on the NXT brand. Uh, in October, they were drafted to SmackDown. However, BFAB was released on November 4th, and a few weeks later, the rest of Hit Row, Hit Row were released on November 18th. Scott has since reverted back to his Swerve Strickland name and signed with AEW earlier this year, where he is now one half of the AEW Tag Team Champions with Keith Lee, who was also released from WWE last year. Mm. What do you think about Hit Row, Law? Well, I think they're going to get a fair, fair crack of the whip, uh, essentially, on, 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 on with Triple H there on, on SmackDown. So that's, that's interesting. Um, so we'll have to see. Are they going to move the needle? But uh, what would be quite good if they really improved this tag division? I think the, the Fed has had such a pants tag division, proper tag teams. That is a proper team, isn't it, Hero? So I think that will be good. But yeah. I, I, it's interesting with the people coming. Dexter Loomis was, you know, came back on Raw. That's interesting as well. Uh, is it interesting for story or is it interesting to tune in for a surprise? Oh, who's this going to be? Who's going to turn up this week? Do you know what I mean? Does that make the, Is that the interesting? Well, I mean, I, I guess kind of like both um in a way because so far i think they're all kind of like strengths i mean what i liked with the dexter loomis was we had these little moments with like a a car driving into the backstage area one week and yeah people stood around chatting around this car looking all confused but then they weren't focusing on it which i thought was really quite cool interesting and we yeah and when we had the dexter loomis moment the cool thing that i thought there is they didn't make it a moment it was almost like it wasn't really focused on and then the commentators didn't do the usual the old style way of yeah. oh my god it's him it's dexter loomis and it was a huge thing they're just like wait a minute who was that that can't have been you know and then it wasn't it wasn't spoken about again yeah i like that it creates a bit of intrigue and like you say with hit row i never really liked them in nxt i remember they did like a it's like a hit row block party or a re album release party and that was kind of when i was winding down on nxt a bit and i, I wasn't really a fan um but yeah if they get a fair crack of the whip and strengthening the tag division which is doing some good stuff at the moment like viking raiders the, they're yes. getting some momentum it's it's a lot of positives at the moment you know I don't have too many complaints, really, so far with what I've been watching on WWE. Uh, Rick Moran just made a good point. He said he's looking forward to Piper Niven. Of course, do drop. Mm. Um, now, do you think we'll have a situation where some of these characters or wrestlers came up during the Vince era from NXT? 
do you think we might get them changing back to their old NX2 personas in a way rather than the silly you know of course Karen Cross has already you know what I mean um, so do you think we'll get that situation where they'll change back to their old NXT personas and do you think that could um, be some form of like oh no they tie into a storyline don't know I think I think you're probably going to get a mixture you may get some where they do you know when people have their rebranding and they're like mm. you knew me as this but now I'm this because whatever I think you're probably going to get some that have it as part of a story there may then also be some where it's just you know like carrying cross they didn't bank on people remembering him as a BDSM gladiator no they just went like we're bringing back this guy that was a badass in, well he's quite boring but he had a badass presentation in NXT yes. and let's just focus on that you don't need to reference the bullshit that kind of yeah, came yeah, 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 yeah. at the end which I think is clever um, so yeah I mean with Dewdrop I guess have people kind of got used to that name even though it is a dumb name her presentation has become a bit more like the badass and less the yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. click clapping her way down to the ring um but i think that would be cool because dewdrop is still a dumb name isn't it it is quite cool it will be good dewdrop is a shit name yeah it's, it's not yeah. very good not a very good name um we we'll have to find out we'll have to find yeah. out about that dude it's interesting more interesting lots of wrestling news on a, on a quiet wrestling week in a way mm, there's always yeah. lots of wrestling news uh next up in the news this is controversial this will get some <laughs> get so... ready get ready Ooh. Goldberg says that he's done apologizing to Bret Hart. The WWE Hall of Famer appeared on Talkies Jericho and spoke about Hart's criticism of Goldberg regarding their Starcade 99 match that left Hart with a concussion and led to the end of his in-ring career. Uh, Goldberg said he's an idol to anybody and everybody who would have ever been in this business. I'm a human being like everybody else and there was absolutely no malicious intent whatsoever, none zero uh does it bother me yeah i'll take it to my grave but also i got to say and i'm kind of at a turning point i'm done saying i'm sorry i've said it a million times and i'm not going to continue to tear myself down i'm done i said i'm sorry if you can't accept my apology it it, it is what it is i've got to move on and i've moved on i i kind of agree you can't keep dwelling on on like i understand the situation Mm-hmm. for Bret Hart and that's terrible but it was an accident yeah it wasn't like he meant to do it so is Goldberg here saying there was no malicious uh, there was no malicious uh, intent whatsoever mm-hmm. is Bret Hart said there's some malicious intent there then has he ever said that I don't know if he's ever said that if he just holds a grudge and, um, and also for Bret Hart, all jokes aside, it, it, like like hmm. King says, if you're dwelling constantly on negative energy all the time, you know, that's just going to take you over. You know, yeah. you can't that's keep focusing on negative energy because it's horrible. You need to. The, the sad thing is with negative energy, it's a much more stronger thing than than positive energy. You could be happy and have the best. I just saw the best movie I've seen in ages, and then some bad or news or some negative energy gets passed away, and it brings you right down. It doesn't matter how good you can be. Hmm. And this guy does seem like he does dwell on a lot of negatives a lot. Um, uh, and I hope, I, I mean, it's not, you can't, I guess it was Goldberg's fault, but it, it, that's wrestling, isn't it? It's been lots of wrestling in, you know, situations with thing. this. 
it was an awful accident that happened in a match that is a contact uh, sports entertainment thing where things can and do go wrong, unfortunately. Um, and for me, like, yeah, I get it that Brett, it, it caused a concussion that ended Brett's career. And I mean, there's going to be negative feelings. But this is 23 years later. Yeah. And for me, like like Goldberg says, you can apologize and, you know, say, look, I, I, I'm so sorry. I wish that it never had happened. I wish that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's down to the other person if they accept that apology. But you can't then keep rehashing that because at the end of the day, what else can he do? Like, if you... If you can't be the bigger person and say, look, we're not friends, we're never going to be friends, but I accept your apology. You didn't mean to hurt me. It happened and it's, you know, it changed my life, but whatever. Sometimes I think you do just have to be the bigger man and go, like, mm. I can't keep holding on to this resentment. Yeah. yeah. Because they're not working together. They don't see each other every day. So. Yeah. I know. I mean, I, I did I, see, yeah. like, there was a, there's a YouTube, there's a Twitter feed, isn't there, saying, like, does Bret Hart forgive Goldberg, I can't remember what it is, and it is like, mm. these guys go around and speak to him, do you, and he, Brett, I was like, no, we still, I mean, is he kind of getting himself over a little bit, saying that sort of stuff, I, I don't know, um, Fran the Cannon, can they both stay quiet and stay retired now, please, they're both million, don't seem to add a lot to the wrestling industry in 2022, and baby, I so I've never heard of Brett mention malicious intent in the past, why is he bringing it up in 2022? Uh, Mr. Prices, I mean, if Brett and Sean can make up, surely with Goldberg, yes, Brett's career prematurely ended. At least he can go on with his life after all that shit Brett's gone through, and it was just, and it was just Owen, yeah, just after Owen. Mr. Prices says, yeah, it was. I mean, it's, it's terrible, man. It was terrible what happened, but you know, can't dwell on this negative energy, Brett Hart. Chin up, mate. No. Chin no, up. And like, you know, we're seeing all the apologies and interviews and all that stuff. So that's how we know, you know, about him apologizing a number of times. But we don't know what's what's happened behind closed doors. I imagine at the time there was probably when they both worked in WCW, there was probably attempts at apologies, maybe. Mm. Um, and I don't know how often they'll have crossed paths since then. But I mean, if Brett makes it clear he doesn't like Goldberg and he doesn't accept his apology or whatever then he's probably not going to want to entertain meeting him face to face no. for him to say sorry. So it's like, for me, I'm like, I'm kind of on Goldberg's side here. Not for the injury, but, you know, yeah. what more can he do? Agreed, Move on from it. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, next up, Nick Gage accepts John Moxley's, Moxley's sorry, title versus career match challenge at GCW Homecoming. The next GCW world title uh, match will be title versus career. Uh, Nick Gage accepted a title v career challenge from uh, John Moxley during Saturday's GCW homecoming event. A date for the title match has not been confirmed. After Moxley retained the GCW world title against Effie, Gage came out and said he wanted another shot at the title. Moxley said the only way Gage would get another shot is if Gage put his career on the line. Gage agreed setting the stage for a future world title bout. Interesting. Now, you've not watched a lot of GCW, have you? Uh, no, I haven't. Now, I don't know. Maybe I was out of loop for the week. But this GCW homecoming show was not very well advertised or spoke about within the wrestling within the wrestling uh, community as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you mm. know, I'm quite, I follow quite a bit. It's going on. I saw hardly anything about this show. And, you know, you compare it to the start of the year when they had that Hammerstein Ballroom show. 
there was a lot of talk about GCW. Like Nash was turning up the week four, Sabu and all these yeah. people, you know, Matt Cardona was there. They and they have not capitalized on the on the buzz that they had at the start of 2022 at all. End of 2021 into 2022. They were, oh, yeah. you know, we were talking about them quite a lot on here and now. I mean, you know, I put this in the news. I mean, it'd be interesting to see this match, and it'd be brutal. I can, I can, you know, you can guarantee it'd be brutal. Like uh, John Reyes says, GCW is coming to Liverpool, uh, and that'd be quite cool. But um, they have definitely gone off the boil, man. They they were hot on the wrestling press. I feel wrestling news cycle, the news of GCW, and I just feel like uh, Berkeley says the Hammerstein show killed the buzz. Maybe the Hammerstein show did kill the buzz because they had to make it GCW light. Uh, not what G- not what got GCW over and the buzz going. So we'll see, mate. We'll see. But I I feel like uh, I mean that match would be quite cool. Nick Gage versus Moxley. Um, but I really feel like they've gone off the boil a lot, dude. A lot. Yeah, and it's strange because considering John Moxley's still the title holder, you'd think that they'd at least still have some element of buzz with you know an outside name, a big name like him being champion. But yeah, I've really not heard. A lot of GCW news no. uh, since Hammerstein, and you know, even before that, even before, um, like kind of me coming onto the show, I would see things on Twitter like insane moment or John Moxley appearing or Zach Cardona appearing. They were they were buzzing, you know, uh, trending yep. on on Twitter. But now it's been quiet. Um, so I've, yeah, I don't know. Just it seems a bit strange how it's kind of lost its outside of the bubble hype yeah it's, it's quite weird really it is weird now it's really hasn't it's they've messed up i guess mm. in in theory uh king i want to see goldberg versus wardlow or goldberg still in WWE against lashley or drew we did see him against drew didn't we when drew was champion at a royal rumble yeah that was yeah, rubbish he yeah it wasn't good. and he did go against lashley as well at that saudi show last year that wasn't bad he speared him off the speared him off the runway that was pretty badass for Goldberg, um, I should say. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, GCW get better. GCW get better. Um, yeah. Now, next up, uh, Parker Bordeaux signs contract with AEW. Uh, Tony Khan confirmed on social media Friday evening that Bordeaux had signed a deal with the company. Um, after a win in his AEW uh, debut and an eventful night for the Trust Busters, it's official. The Parker Bordeaux is all elite, Khan mm. wrote. Bordeaux made his debut for AEW last month during their dark tapings in Orlando, Florida. On those tapings, he joined with Aria Davari or Ari Davari and Slim J. Uh, I'll get to that. I'll get to my thoughts on that in a minute. To form the Trustbusters stable. Um, on Friday's episode of Rampage, he defeated Sonny Kiss in a match. Later, Kiss joined the group which you know my thoughts on that kind of booking, um, after low-blowing Orange Cassidy. Um, a former linebacker for the University of Central Florida, Bordeaux signed with WWE last year and later made his televised debut as Harland, a follower of Joe Gacy. They competed in this year's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, losing to Edris Anofi and Malik Blade in the first round by disqualification. Uh, Bordeaux was later cut from NXT on April 29th. Oh. Is this filling up the roster again with more people? <laughs> um, but then the Trustbusters are in the trios tournament. They're not okay. Win. What uh, it has has? I know AEW have this thing recently of just formations of groups or tag teams yeah. just out of nowhere. I mean, 
one of the more recent ones was uh tony storm going after um uh the champ um Thunder Rosa's title, losing, and then next week, yeah, we're a tag team. Oh, we're best Thunderstorm. friends. Thunderstorm. Thunderstorm. We got T-shirts. Buy them. We should buy, buy, buy a Thunderstorm T-shirt. Tessie. Thunderstorm. Sandbag. Sandbag. Let's make that a thing. Yeah. Um, that was a discussion last week. Um, so I mean, was there has there been any story about? I mean, what where's the name Trustbusters come from? Larry like, Davari got a trust fund, didn't he? So the Trustbusters, and then he's been getting a stable together. Who's Slim J? I don't know. He's no, I, mates sorry, with I don't, Fat G. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't watch Dark, and I watched Rampage this week, and it, uh, it was not a good show. I didn't think there was a good promo segment, but that was really the only highlight. Um, Parker Bordeaux seems seems good. He's an imposing, he's an imposing guy. He's a big boy. He is. Um, but they, yeah, they did the but, booking thing that I can't stand. It's like too much, really. You've got like him. And he's a tattooed giant dude, isn't he? Tattoos mm. all over his neck and stuff. And then you've got like Brody King as well. It's another massive tattooed guy. And I, I know, you know, probably not on the same levels, I guess. But there is too, there's quite a lot of stuff there. Quite a lot of dudes there, isn't there? It's a bit too much. Again, it's, what difference will Parker, Parker Bordeaux would be on Dark a lot, won't he? Really? Uh, I mean, uh, maybe fleshing out this Ring of Honor roster that's but maybe coming at some maybe. point maybe that's the know. thing yeah that's the you gotta think about slim j with special k in ring of honor all right okay i yeah i just uh, yeah i mean it was cool seeing sunny kiss back on tv because uh he had quite a cool tag team with uh joey janella yeah during pandemic era um so that was quite cool um seeing him back but yeah got absolutely smashed by parker bordeaux yeah then turns up at the end and oh i'm with them actually. i know and I thought, oh, that's your hate. That's your worst thing in it, says. Because it makes no sense. Because uh, you're just like, oh yeah, I just got my ass kicked. We're we're all in this together. We're mates now. Like, why so did that not happen you... with Bret Hart and Goldberg then? Maybe it really. Maybe one that's day why Bret Hart pissed off. He was like, you kicked me in the face. I wanted to be mates. That's the normal wrestling thing. And then you just yeah. disappeared, mate. We oh. were meant to be um, Bretberg, the new tag team, uh, <laughs> but no. Goldheart, mate. That's better. Goldheart. <laughs> Imagine it. Gold Goldberg coming out in pink pants. <laughs> that's that's what you want to see. Goldheart, the greatest tag team ever. Goldheart. You want to see? Can, can you imagine Bret Hart coming out doing all the shadow yeah. karate with yeah. the, the sparklers going? Yeah, off? yeah. Goldheart, the new the new tag team. That's what I want to see. Make it in a wrestling game, guys. Make it in a wrestling game. Two K twenty two. Let's get it done. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, it's another person on the roster. Um, yeah, they're filling out this trios tournament. Uh, they'll, they'll go out in the first round, I'd think. Um, next up, Death Triangle versus Will Ospreay and Aussie Open, set for August 24th, AEW Dynamite. Uh, in AEW World, trios championship tournament, the first round matchup, Pac, Penta, El Zero, Miedo, and Ray Phoenix of Death Triangle will take on Osprey and Aussie Open's Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis on Wednesday, August 24th. The bout was announced during Friday's Rampage episode. Um, the Death Triangle versus Osprey and Aussie Open match has been, had, uh, had been announced previously, but the date is now official. Um, so before we kind of get on onto the matches, I mean, I know Aussie Open are meant to be like a really good team, but did yeah. they lose all of their matches in AEW? Um, yeah, they did, but 
In fact, I think it's about Osprey being there, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's about Osprey being there and potential, if you see the brackets, who he could be going against, I feel. Mm, okay, okay. Um, well, we've got our first round tournament matches uh, set up. So it's a Wednesday... big talking point of this week, I guess. Um, well, Wednesday 17th, um, Andrade El Idolo, Dragon Lee, and Roosh versus the Young Bucks and a mystery partner. Um, Who's the Rampage? mystery then, Te- uh, Tess? Who's the mystery? Who's the mystery? Is it Kenny? It's not Hangman. It's not Hangman, and I think that makes sense. I think it would have been too easy or too lazy, maybe writing-wise. Well, the thing I've got to say, there, Tess, when we when two weeks ago, when um, you know, before I went away and done those gigs, um, you were saying about oh, it's just another tournament that's just announced, and there's no stories. But there are stories within this tournament. The uh, continuing elite and undisputed elite uh, storyline and, uh, and all, all that all that sort of storyline. Yeah, they're, they're getting storylines after announcing it. Yeah, but I think that's quite good. I quite like I quite like that vibe that there. This is this this tournament is kind of a way to continue this elite storyline. Um, I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying that that side of it. It doesn't feel. It puts a lot of depth into this tournament. In a way. I, quite, I quite like it is that okay yeah I see your point but is that not then putting a whole tournament around elevating the EVPs uh, who are generally normally in the top kind of spots anyway um, I don't know we'll have to see I mean a chat room do you think it's going to be Kenny Omega please let us know um, I mean that would be interesting to see if you guys think that I'll, uh, I'll make a poll uh, <laughs> I'll have a price as I said if it is Omega Elite wins lol Boringo just another thing to boost the Bucks' ego. Nepotism at its finest, out the wazoo. But isn't um, it not hype though? Don't people want to see that? Is that? Do we not see it? See, like, it oh, ele- if it's them again, like, yeah, okay, story, yeah, yeah, doesn't elevate anyone though because they've already been. But why do we need people being elevated? Don't we just need good TV? Reston should. I think this is one thing wrestling fans always focus on. Oh, we need to elevate people a lot. But this doesn't necessarily. We don't need always to elevate people. We just need to have good storylines and get into a story. You know, having Kenny back with the Bucks and then a story where they mix and match with Hangman and will Hangman help the help the Elite at uh, All Out or you know will he go with the Dark Dark Order again? You know, that's a, that's a good storyline. That's had a two year build. It, I don't necessarily think always things have to wrestling since I've done wrestling podcasts and been on shows everyone always talks about elevating people we don't always need to just have to have good storylines I think in a way does that make sense but if, or not? but if we don't elevate people do we not then get into that thing of going oh it's the same old people at the top all the time I'm not worried not about elevating that. anyone no because I'm not like, worried about that I'm not worried about if the storylines are good if they have good stories you know like when Jericho and Moxley we've seen that match for 10 years Probably will have a Moxie was there with Jericho. That was a good story for Wednesday's show, wasn't it? They built up Jericho Moxie 2. And it was a proper main event wrestling match. It, you know, you but know, taking it out of AEW, the same thing could be then be said for how WWE has been with Lesnar and Reigns. They haven't elevated for that for a number of years anyone else yes. into that top slot. And but so they've buried the everyone else. Matchups. They've buried everyone else. They haven't built anyone else like a Lashley. They've buried them. They've sacrificed people to build up the Lesnar Reigns match. AEW haven't so much. They've built up an MJF who's beat, beat a Punk. You know he's he's built up a Wardlow, and they've built built other people around them. You know you're into seeing like like they've got stories like Jungle Boy versus Christian. That's a storyline we want to sort of see what will happen when they bang heads it all out. You know I, I feel like maybe not necessarily having to. Then they I think AEW do elevate people. 
But then if this tournament is sort of, I guess the point I'm making, if this tournament is about a story rather than elevating, I'm more into it. I'd rather have the story than an elevation of a younger talent or a guy who hasn't had the belt. I'm not worried if it's the EVPs with the belts, etc. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. That I understand sense. why people like the ele- elevating people, but for me, I'm just talking about my personal preference. I prefer mm. a good storyline, and I feel like there's a good storyline in this trio tournament. And, Tez, the wrestling's going to be banging. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. It'll be bang- banging wrestling. Uh, Dragon Lee, you didn't see the RH paper, you did you? I didn't know. He's great. Get ready. Get ready. So I know him, him and Russia brothers, aren't they? Yes. Roosh. Roosh. Yeah, I, Roosh so was, is brilliant. Was there, was there a story why they faced each other but are now teaming? I'm not sure. I didn't I didn't know that storyline. But um, now, so we go back to that question. Do we think it's going to be Kenny? And uh, if it's not uh, Kenny, who is it? Brandon Cutler. <laughs> is it Brandon Cutler? Oh, I yeah. hope not. No, I still don't like Brandon Cutler. I know he does a lot of like. I like it. I like the in jokes. You know, oh, does that mean I could be the tag team, being the team? You know, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's. Uh, I think. I think. I don't know. Did not make sense though. Jay White. It's a good point. My name is not L. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, did someone question? Someone sent you a question, Tez. Don't worry about it, Tez. Um, oh, wait, Rick what? Moran. Uh, um, James Jones. It's a lot. A lot of chat we've been talking about. Oh, Jeff Hardy says John Reyes. Uh, oh, we've Jeff missed Hardy. the chat. Uh, uh, going, uh, uh, right, if don't it, worry it, about it, Tez. Well, yeah, let me know what what have I missed. Boost the Bucks ego. Nepo's at finest. Berkeley's no, they don't want to win it. Dynamite is going to be a great show. Going to watch Big Offspray fans as King. There's no more life than the F and Elite in former Undisputed Era. Uh, could it be Elite versus Dark Order in the final Death Triangle versus House of Black? Is Adam Cole still injured? I don't know. I can't see what people have said for that one, Tez. Sorry, mate. Rick Ryan. Well, yeah, I mean, Pri- uh, Priceless has actually had a good point. So we were talking about this new group, the Trust Busters. Um, they've already got more than enough groups, uh, Priceless says, but there's still no room for the factory um, or the Blackpool... Um, combat Club. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Or Sting, Darby and someone else as well. Yeah. Got it. Sting, Sting, Darby and... I don't know, fake sting or yeah, anyone. <laughs> Great. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, it says about don't worry about the Rush um, Dragon Lee story or lack of right. Okay. Uh-huh. Um. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I got you, Rick Moran. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like my, my like I said my issue initially with the tournament was just it was announced kind of out of the blue. We just had like two tournaments in the space of a couple of months. It's good that they're now building in kind of like stories. Um, but yeah, this formation of this team on Rampage, like I said, I didn't think Rampage was a good show and it's just kind of thrown together. But like you say, the matches are probably going to be good um, or really, really good. I would like, it won't happen, but I would like someone like Best Friends to get it. I don't, I don't it won't It won't happen, but back in the day, like I Trent agree. and Chuck were having really good matches and they've kind of just become, you know, Orange Cassidy's cheerleaders. But I like that. I like what they're doing. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, Chainsaws they're funny. and stuff. Yeah. Um, and they're always funny on promo. So they're another tag team that had a period of getting some exposure and then have kind of, for whatever reason, not really... I know there's been injuries over the last like year or so. But so do you reckon it's going to be the, um, uh, the Elite or Adam Cole's... Uh, What's Adam Cole's group called? Adam Cole, Undisputed, Undisputed Elite. Yeah. Right, um, okay. Do you reckon it's one of those two? They're it? not in it, though. Oh yeah, Christ, yeah, because they're not. They're not. Um, 
uh, cleared, medically cleared. Yeah, best friends versus Trustbusters. Um, Dark Order versus <clears throat> House of Black. She'll get a winner out of those two matching the brackets there. So essentially, mm-hmm. do Darby Allen and Sting screw over the House of Black in a way? Although Darby did beat Brody Lee, or does Miro screw over the House of Black? So the Dark Order win there. Trustbusters versus best friends. I agree with you in a way. I would like to see this best friends and Irish Cassidy win win this tournament. But I do like the idea of having the elite and um you can definitely get the the young bucks and whoever versus uh, the dark order and then maybe hangman could somehow be in the dark the dark order team at the end someone gets injured or something like that could happen yeah yeah maybe, um yeah. i mean but this young bucks and and question mark versus andrade dragon Lee, and Roosh is going to be a banger uh, but also then you know if the young bucks beat andrade and they've got kenny on their team and mm. will osprey and aussie open win that means you're going to have Kenny and Will Ospreay in a match on Dynamite Ooh. which is cool but then also if Kenny and the Bucks if it is Kenny and the Bucks so this this left side of the bracket is sexy matches the whole time bangers Tez <laughs> sexy banger matches it's going to be sexy banger matches just, just fantastic wrestling matches and I would very much enjoy the best friends winning this as well them and Orange Cassidy that'd be so cool that crowd talk about a feel good moment all out would be great Hello, Trisha. How are you doing? We're doing our wrestling podcast. Welcome to the show. Uh, uh, yeah, Franz, Franz said that I need to look again. Uh, best friend's tie-dye. I can I can have a look. I don't think I've ever worn one piece of tie-dye clothing. Uh, remember, so I just question, uh, chat room, can anyone remember global hyper-colour t-shirts where you'd wear t-shirts and it would change colour with heat? Essentially, these t-shirts would show off where you're sweating. Remember them? Oh, great. <laughs> you remember them? I, I know. I've never like change colour t-shirts. Gross. Well, whoever thought that was a good idea. Hey, guys, wear these change colour t-shirts. Yeah, I don't want, like, colours on my armpits. And it would show where you sweated chest. underneath your armpits. Uh, that's yeah. what they were. Global hypercolour. Yeah, hi, Trisha. Welcome. Tr- Trisha was watching on Wednesday. We played some Ghost Recon. We're doing our wrestling podcast right now, and it's good to have you here. Welcome to the show. And welcome, everybody. Good to have everyone here. We're, uh, we're talking... Yeah, so... I don't know if they have Kenny come back unannounced, but if they do, I mean... Is it to pop rate and I'll just get a lot of people tuning on their YouTube channel? Who knows, mate? Who knows? It's exciting. It's weird because, like, the logical thing would be Kenny. And obviously, part of the group and and all all that stuff. There's a lot of history with the Bucks and and Hangman when they were tag team and feuding and all that stuff. Um, But I don't know. Does, Does Kenny almost feel more like he should be coming back and straight into some sort of program or hanging around you know the whole punk uh moxley position like does does kenny feel almost too big to be returning in in a tag teaming sort of maybe he does yes role, maybe, maybe maybe he does mate maybe but i don't know but other than him i can't think who else it would be i just had a thought what about what about punk versus kenny eventually oh that'd be a good match just hope punk doesn't break his foot again or... yeah Kenny needs to call Hunter. We want Omega versus Rollins dream match from Baby Ice. Uh, Kenny, he is, but needs to get time and pace down. See why I can cut him now. See, he also wasn't a promo from either. Uh, sorry, I don't know what that means. Shame Jones. But yes. Um, but yeah, no, there we go. So you see, uh, I'm looking forward to this trio tournament, Tez. Some banger matches. Yeah. I feel. And Trisha, sorry, I cannot play Division right now. Maybe later in the week. That'd be great. Um, so next up on the news, and I think it's our last piece of news, there's been some updates on NXT UK rumours. On August 9th, the next two sets of television ta- tapings for NXT UK were cancelled due to BT Sports Studios' coverage of soccer. 
also called football here football. in the UK. Um, this announcement has led to a lot of concern from the roster as they don't understand why WWE couldn't have just set them up to tape the product somewhere else. Dave Meltzer provided the latest update on the WWE NXT UK brand in this week's edition of the Wrestling You know really could have recorded it, Tez? Shaftesbury exactly. Village Hall. Oh, yeah, exactly. They could have had a, they could have had a, a gold, uh, gold Hill match. Yes. Tumbling down the Hovis Hill. Roll, roll some cheese uh, down a hill match. Roll some cheese down a hill match. Uh, there is a lot of uneasiness uh, within the NXT UK crew. The next two sets of television tapings were cancelled on the 8th and the 9th. Uh, well, I suppose the 9th because they got dates in America backwards. Um, Meltzer wrote, The reason given was that BT Sports Studios, where they tape, had to be used for football soccer coverage. But as you can imagine, with the talent, how the reaction is, uh, given you could tape somewhere else and shutting down tapings is never a good sign, nobody really has been told anything. I mean, football coverage would probably be what? Saturday and a Sunday, maybe a Friday? Yeah. So why couldn't they have just recorded any uh, other day in the week? I don't know. Um, doesn't It's not a good sign, Tess. not a good sign for NXT no. UK. Uh, maybe Hunter wants to bring all the guys up. Maybe that was a, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A uh, he had to give up NXT UK to be able to bring in some new some new people, bring all these people back as a financial thing. I don't know. Just I guess you know. Um, I don't know. It seems strange. I know he's bringing a load of the people over to Florida for the NXT main roster tapings. Um, I'm not sure. Hey Gruff, how you doing? Hey, hey Gruff um yeah it's an odd one um because i guess i guess we just kind of have to look at the old tried and tested metric of what were the ratings like you know for nxt uk um i can't imagine it it did huge numbers i mean even here in the uk it's on like free tv and i still forget to watch it yeah um, there's a lot of, lot of wrestling good, but yeah i know rick moran stuff. watches it a lot um but yeah, no, uh, not a good sign. And what will they do with it? Will they just have the division wrestling over in Florida? Or will they just scrap the whole division and scrap the belt? It's a shame that belt is really good. I really enjoy the NXT UK Championship. It does look quite cool. Um, I think they could probably they could probably bring a lot of the guys and gals into NXT. I reckon you could probably keep the NXT UK title maybe as like a secondary sort of title. Yeah. Like maybe on par with like North American. Scrap the tag, uh the tag ones and just put them into, you know, any sort of tag teams into the uh, NXT tag division. Yeah. And there's probably some names that you could then elevate up. Like I I mean like I said I don't follow it. I imagine they're feuding at the moment, but I would have loved to have seen Mustache Mountain um after their initial kind of NXT run get featured a lot more heavily on on the US product. Because um, I thought they were an excellent team. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, I agree. I, I just, I guess we'll have to just see what happens with NXT UK. Tez, we'll have to see, mate. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Ba Baby Can Isis, Blair Davenport, and Dragonoff to the states. I mean, yeah, I'd be quite happy with both of those names featuring on NXT or on the main roster. Yep. Quite a few. Yeah. I think. I think. Why are they segregating them when they can have them all together, creating banger matches and better content? I understand they get a bit more focus, but you've got NXT level up now. They could spread out the talent across both those shows, and a lot of them would get TV time, I guess. Mm, uh, and some of the other yeah. guys could, you know, if they're going to, are going to be moving some of the NXT 2.0 people up, maybe, filling spaces, 
that when Triple H will use them. Maybe they need to fill up those NXT spaces. That might that, be another reason why as well. That's, that's something that just kind of like popped into my head of moving people up. Um, so, you know, like WWE, they've announced a new tournament to crown women's tag, to, uh, yeah. tag champions because they're like they're vacated now and all that stuff. And we have got an entry from NXT being Thicky to Lions and Zoe Scott. Is that Zoe Scott? Zoe. Yeah, Stark. Yeah, Zoe Scott. Stark. Um, an odd one because, I mean, you've got Toxic Attraction ready made. I would have thought they'd be the. I mean, I know there's already tag champs down there, but I would have thought they'd be a perfect one to move up to the roster and start filling out the uh, the main roster. But, um, yeah, odd, odd pairing. It is. Start. I bet maybe he wants her up there. You know, want to start using her up there and Toxic Attraction have got a good spot on NXT, creating good mm. good TV situation there. You know, who knows? Yeah, maybe. Um, but uh, that was the news, Tez, was it? That was the news. That was the news. That was the news test. That was the wrestling news. That was the news. Hey, Sid, how you doing? Good to have you here. So, Tez, um, what are you thinking about just a quick other of a sports chat? They made amazing football match where Man United lost 4 0. Brilliant, wasn't it? Against Brentford. I mean, oh, oh, that's, man. it's great, isn't it? Fantastic bit of football, bit of football uh, correspondence there, Tez. Everybody loves but- Man United losing. Fantastic. <sighs> they had a good good pre-season and I know pre-season doesn't count for anything and then Ronaldo eventually turns up and things just plummeted Um, relegated mate I mean I'd normally go now but I mean imagine it'd be fantastic we'd love it love it it. (laughs) everyone would love man United get relegated come off it and then you can start supporting a proper team like Hamworthy United Uh, should we get to Merrill Mania mate (laughs) Let's or Shaftesbury Town, but how have we played Shaftesbury? We can go watch that. Tez MOS out in. We watched our we watched our two local teams, and this happened. Now uh, oh it's time God. for Merylmania. Let's do it. The first Merylmania in two weeks. She's back, Tez. But she's dressed like a Trilambian drug lord. What's going on? How have I become? Hi. How have I become the most underdressed person on Militarist land? This is unbelievable. Well, I was inspired by Tez. I thought I better quickly dress like the. I cannot. I, I cannot believe I'm on the show right now, and I'm the most underdressed person. This is unbelievable. Quite frankly, I'm very disappointed. Need to step up. Uh, here we go, Tez. So Meryl, uh, if anyone's wondering, with Meryl Mania, Meryl has special powers. She's in uh, Te- Tez's cartel. And uh, both these guys, uh, Meryl's, Meryl's power is uh, looking at wrestlers and saying what they think. So, Meryl, you know who this is, don't you? A wrestler? It's a wrestler called John Moxley, Meryl. He's the oh, AEW yes. interim champion, and he did go against Chris Jericho this week. And I know the name. That's you know who John Moxley is. He's the yeah. guy who bleeds a lot, and he had his earring ripped out of his ear this week. <laughs> gross. That's gross. So, Meryl, what do you Ooh. think John Moxley looks like? I mean, it's a hard one. I, I, I'm sensing outdoor bins outdoor bins yeah. unbelievable <laughs> yeah. not indoor bins no not one you get in your kitchen like a you know like a Gar- garbage yeah garbage bins. trash cans yeah trash cans Americans you know yeah some garbage is spilling out the side you know that kind of maybe it's kicked over a bit can you see it Tez no <laughs> <laughs> Tez's powers are lacking, Meryl. Yeah, he needs training, uh, uh, definitely. I'll, I'll come around yours and... Try with your sunglasses off, Tez. <laughs> I mean, these are prescriptions. So that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see blurs now and colours. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there, yeah. We, there we go, Meryl. So, uh, John Moxley looks like 
outdoor bins or outdoor outdoor garbage cans. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's his face is pulling as well. You know, if it he does, had a he's very moody man. Yeah, if he wasn't pulling that face, I might have said something else. He needs to get a bit happier, doesn't he? But that's definitely yeah. a trash can face. He's a bit of a bin <laughs> face. How are you looking forward to we're three weeks away from Cardiff, Mel? How excited are you? Yeah, I'm quite excited. Yes. What's wrestling? It's yeah. Good. So all uh, it's going to be good. We're looking forward to it. So yeah. here you go, Mel. Thanks. Thank you, Meryl. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. What's the chat room said? That's why I saw my microphone out. Um, King says, Meryl. Uh, Rick says, he's the guy from 12 Rounds 3, which actually isn't a bad film for a WWE action film. I, I have actually seen that one. It's not bad. Um, and yeah, Price has said, uh, Price and Fran have been talking about um, the Tyler Bay and Trent Seven feud. Oh, wow. It's exciting yeah. time. It's good to be back on Ministry Down. The energy is high in the room. We're not focused on negative energy. We're focused on positive energy, which is what this this show and everyone's all about here. It's good to be here, Tez. I'm, I'm very happy to be back here on Ministry Slam after two weeks off. Um, and uh, it's time for a little break, Tez, to tell you what is coming up on the Ministry Slam this week. So shall we go to a break, Tez? Let's go for a break. All right, we'll be back after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Coming up this week on the MOS Network. Thank you very much for listening to tonight's show. It's great to have you here on YouTube. If you are watching live, please remember to hit that like and subscribe button. It will help the MOS Network get in that all valuable YouTube algorithm and helps the show grow. And we all want the MOS Network to grow. It very much helps us out. Ministry of Slam will be in the podcast feed on Monday morning. And if you are listening to podcasts, please remember to give this show five stars. You can listen to the Ministry of Slam across Apple, Spotify. We are working on Stitcher. I've been contacting them and hopefully we get the Ministry of Slam into Stitcher. Amazon, everywhere you can get podcasts. The Ministry of Slam will be live on Monday morning. On Tuesday night, Tez will be live with the Ministry of Horror. Come and join Tez for all the creepy, crawly, slimy things Everything that is scary will be talked about on the Ministry of Horror this Tuesday. 8pm UK, 3pm Eastern Ministry of Horror will be live on the MOS Network YouTube channel. The Ministry of Horror goes live into the podcast feed. So go and check it out, guys. Hit that subscribe button on the podcast feed to make sure you get all of the MOS Network shows into your podcast platform of choice talking to podcast turning years is back this thursday with bericles and dave talking about some classic wcw nwa jim crockett wrestling from way back when over 30 years ago the turning years will be back with bericles and dave keep a lookout for much more mos content coming your way also this very sunday i recorded the first episode of the ministry of marvel our new Marvel monthly show here on the MOS Network. It will be exclusive for members of the MOS Network memberships on YouTube at the MOS Championship level. So if you want to come and check out the Ministry of Marvel, check it out here on YouTube on the MOS Championship level. Hit that join button that is right underneath this player and join the MOS Network memberships. It very much helps us out and you can unlock some very cool 
content. We will be also looking at a subscription system for the Ministry of Marvel in audio form on the podcast feed. So keep a lookout for that, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't check out the MOS Network YouTube channel. Thank you very much, guys, for supporting the show. Please remember to check out that join button and get some extra perks that help the MOS Network grow and you get some extra bonus content. Much love. Positive vibes to you all. Wrestling wins! We are back to Yes, we're back, Tez. We're back, and I'm I'm now yeah, not yeah. so underdressed. I've got my macho man, cream of the crap t-shirt, uh, sunglasses <laughs> on. Not my t-shirt. Uh, I've got a black t-shirt on still. I'm kind of like um, the emo version of Randy Savage right now. I'm NWO Randy Savage. There we go. Yeah, NWO Randy Savage. And Randy, yes. NWO Randy Savage with these sunglasses on. I uh, bought these in Bath uh, from in Somerset when we went out there for Meryl's Ooh, birthday. Bath. Down in Bath. Yes. It was great. Do you know what, Tess, do you know what time it is? Ooh, oh, what time is it? Time for your homework. Let's go. <gasps> Oh, hang on. I pressed the wrong button. Oh, I messed the intro. Oh, Tez. It's time for your homework. I'm not going to not do it. We need to wrap. So let's go. It's time for Tez's homework. Go. His name is Tez and he's here to say He likes to watch wrestling in his own kind of way If you like wrestling and you don't care Tez's homework is on the air Tez's homework What has Tez watched this week right, from Tez, wrestling history? We are back from your homework rap And uh, what was your homework this week, Tez? It was, it was a banger of a match My homework... Uh, this week was Kevin Steen versus El Generico at Ladder Wars, Ring of Honor Ladder Wars 2000. Uh, I can't remember what year it was, um, but it was 2011. Uh, 2011. Um, yeah, so this is probably my first proper Ring of Honor match, I guess. I don't really think I've ever seen a Ring of Honor uh event. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I mean, like I said earlier on, they they did start off with that little thing that always makes me roll my eyes a bit when they both hate each other, so they're going in both throwing punches at the same time. And it basically yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. Uh, almost like a hockey fight. But um, yeah, this was really cool. I mean, there were some moments with like chairs being thrown at each other's heads, and you always sort of think like, how does that not hurt? Like that yes. went straight into their head. Um. But yeah, really cool moment. I mean, I didn't realise where the where the uh, the commentators right were sat. Right by the ring, yeah, on the hard camera, <laughs> down by the right. Yeah, yeah, right until one of the ladders almost takes them out. Um, but yeah, it's a really enjoyable match. Uh, I kind of, you know, I, I did think at one point, is Generico going to do it? I mean, he's been getting battered, but you know, he's got that white, well, blue collar, white meat baby face rallying round and he thought he was going to do it but then he, he takes that uh that pile driver well, that, through the that ladders. was the whole story wasn't it that he uh kevin steen went away and uh i think they, they brought back the what was the pile driver called a special pile driver where you underhook their arms and do it uh yeah um and um 
So basically, Kevin Steen said, I'll wrestle again if you allow me to do that pile driver. And they set up two ladders oh. in the ring. So there was one giant ladder, the doomsday ladder, and then a yellow ladder, which was the yellow ladder. And then they <laughs> layered up two levels of ladders on these giant ladders. And Kevin Steen then picked him up and done this super pile driver through the ladders and then climbed up and got the belt. I watched this match yeah. for the first time ever today, Tez, as well. I'd never seen it either. Package pile driver, Barakley says. As the package pile driver was banned. And um, I thought this match lacked from poor production value of Ring of Honor at the time. The crowd miking was really bad. You couldn't hear the crowd. Yeah, you, and that you sucked. only really heard the crowd when there was like a huge moment. Yes. Other than that, it was fairly quiet. Yes, yes. That was, that was a shame. Mm-hmm. Um... But the match, I thought the match started off very, very slow, actually. A bit too, for my liking, a bit too slow for this vicious, viciousness that they, they should have had. But um, I did enjoy it, dude. I thought it was a really, really cool match. Well done, Fran, for picking it. I believe Fran, Fran yes, picked, yeah, picked Fran. that match, didn't she? Um, so, yeah, no, the, the, I enjoyed it. There was one moment where I think the one of the spots maybe didn't quite go to plan, not like in a a negative like someone getting hurt but there was a moment where um kevin steen had set up uh, a ladder within the table on top of it and generico uh reverses the move to then flip um steen out onto it yeah and um i don't know if it was angles or not getting the right elevation but it didn't quite look as impactful as it probably was intended to because he kind of rather than hitting the table the table quite centrally and then going into the ladder he kind of then broke it a bit kind of more close to the ring and it didn't yeah yeah it, yeah, that, it yeah, looked yeah. like that was going to maybe be a bigger spot than it was but it was still a cool moment and um yeah there's some really cool uh moments you know generico getting thrown from like a kind of table that chest so uh, ladder to ladder and then reversing uh whatever that kind of like fisherman overhead suplex type yeah. deal or throwaway suplex um on steen into that that was really cool but yeah good solid match it um, was it was really good actually um i yeah. i i thought what would you score out of 10 um i would probably give it an eight out of 10 and the only thing knocking it down from being like a nine would be the production like uh the audio mic and also kevin steen's music was kind of crap <laughs> I don't know if that's always been his uh, his theme in Ring of Honor, but I was like, mm, I much prefer what he has in WWE. Right. Otherwise, yeah, eight eight out of ten, I think. That was well. That that ring music would have been an independent bang. This was around the time when they were using Voodoo Vegas music as their as their intro music. Well, I mean, Kevin should have been using. Yeah, well, well, imagine Vegas, that. Yeah. We had Matt Taven. Matt Taven used uh, used, and someone else used uh, Voodoo Vegas music. Matt Taven used mm-hmm. So Unkind. Who's now obviously an impact, and someone else used oh. another one of our songs. Or oh, might have had three people. Mr. Prices might know who, know who used our songs. I can't remember because at the time it's really hard to see. But imagine that it'd be great if Kevin Steen used some Voodoo Vegas at the time because it, it was definitely cool, would have yeah. been an independent band at the time. Maybe I think it sounded like that. Um, yeah, it, it sounded like a knockoff um, typo negative, and I don't really like typo negative. Yeah, but they were like a sort of sort of singing very low. Oh, Syncorm says the tag team in LRH had our song called Bullet. I, I don't know, mate. Oh. I've got no idea. I'm waiting for those residuals to come in from Tony Khan so I can find <laughs> out um, when when the LRH network goes live. Uh, <laughs> TK, TK spent that money off his yeah. nose from yeah, uh, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um, so Tez, I've got a match that I, I, I think would be very good for you for next week's homework. I think it's supposed okay. to be a banger. So okay. I, I think what you should watch is Ricky Steamboat versus Steve Austin at Clash of the Champions. 
18 XXVIII. I think that's 18. Yeah, that's 18. Yeah. You down with that? Um, it should be a good match. Ricky Steamboat versus Austin. Austin before he became Stone Cold in WCW. Yeah, I've not really seen much Stone Cold before he was Stone Cold. And I've always heard, like, oh, after the injury, his style changed because, you know, he had to become more of a brawler. But all I've known is post-neck post, um, injury Stone Cold. So I don't really know what his style was like before that. So yeah. it, is, it is venturing into into Turnier's territory, as Barracles has just said. But I think Barrack Turnier's won't get there for another That's five. My territory. Won't get there for another five years. So you should be you should be all right there, Tez. I think I think it's right, at least at least at least another four years. I think Barracles. So uh, we can, you can when you get to Clash of the Champions eighteen, you can jump back uh, to uh, Tez. You can use Tez's review as a reference. I think. <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, so I provide uh, I provide great detailed insight. Yes, uh, so there, there we go, Tez. That would be that would be quite a good uh, quite a good little review. I think I think it'd be a good match. Yeah, be a good one. I'll, a bit of back to some old WCW, Tez. I think that'd be good. These yeah, uh, these sunglasses are making my face sweat. Oh really? <laughs> They're quite tight on my face. Um, so there we go. Uh, so interestingly, though, while we were, while we were talking about the homework, um, James Jones just said, following news that Warner Brothers Discovery has merged due to W's contract with Beat Sport, it seems unlikely that they will be uh, AWB on a UK channel. Uh, Beat Sport don't uh, don't show AEW, do they? I think it's ITV. Uh, ITV show it here in the UK, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, BT Sports the home for WWE. The home for WWE. UFC. Yes. Yeah. There we go. So, um, Tez, I think we're going to have a little talking point because there's not so much of a big pay-per-view. I know the impact pay-per-view happened on Friday. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I think uh, we're going to go into, uh, basically, since Punk's turn come back, what do we think? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, what, what, do you think Punk's going to win? At All Out? Is it, I mean, do you think, how do you think Punk looked? Obviously, he had foot surgery. He was running down the ring. Yeah, he looked good. Um, running down the ring, getting involved and, and attacking. Um, I like punk. I don't have any issues with, you know, I mean, yeah, it, it's a bit of a funny lol thing with him. Like I'm coming into AW to elevate the young talent and then his champion. Um, yes. but you know, whatever he, he's not booking it. It's TK. You know, TK is a, is a fanboy at heart. TK's mental. <laughs> TK's every wrestler's best friend, whether they like it or not. Yeah. Um, um, so I, I do like punk and, uh, you know, him win the title's cool. I just think Mox it just seems to fit him right. Like his first reign was cool. I never had when Mox was champion the first time around. I never was just like, oh, it's getting boring now. It's getting stale. He just has a demeanor with the bell and this attitude that doesn't change. We, we've talked before with like the Fed. You get a baby face. There'll be a badass heel. And then as soon as the champ baby face, their whole demeanor changes. All smiley in that. I mean, Mox can be face, heel. And still just be a badass and just be like, look, this is just me. Um, like it or not. I, I think so he's I, generally I pissed off by an interim. I think he's pissed off that they call him interim. Like that's a legitimate being pissed off situation there. I don't know. I reckon he's I reckon he he knows he knows the game. And I think that I think that helps elevate his character because it's just like, you know, I'm I'm not a placeholder champion. I am the champion. I've won the belt. I'm mm. the one that's here. Um, and I reckon that's going to play into our, into the promos. It's going to be interesting to see what kind of character Punk has in in relation to like kind of yeah, sparring on the mic with Mox. Moxie were taken down uh, quite a few mm. pegs, I think. Which is Moxie's great on the microphone. Um, this is this is. I mean, I know this is two ex Fed guys, 
but it's mm. two ex-Fed guys out of the Fed. Um, it's two big ex-Fed guys as two, well. It's two not like, huge big Fed, ex-Fed yeah, guys. Yeah, it's not like some mid-carders that are coming. It's like, oh, they've got some name value. You know, these are both former champions the, over there. This yeah. is massive. This is a huge mm. pay-per-view main event, dude. This is, And it's even now... To talk about it three weeks out, I mean, I just got to say, the, the weekend of Clash at the Castle, we are going to be super busy, mate. Busy weekend. <laughs> blogging and vlogging and booting back and doing wrestling reviews of previews. It's a busy week for the MOS Network yeah. there. Um, handing out flyers, printing up some flyers, maybe. Um, but man, uh, we're three weeks out from that pay-per-view main event. And in many ways, even though I'm going to see WWE live in Cardiff, I am more excited about seeing Moxley versus Punk on a, on my TV than I am than any of the <laughs> matches so far at Clash at the Castle. Is that me being a fanboy? Is that just me being... I don't think it's being oh, a fanboy. No, no, I, I don't think, think it's, it's being a fanboy. I think it's just the stories and things. Uh, you know, surely I'm more of a fanboy going to see the Fed because I spent money on buying a ticket, if you know what I mean. So I'm yeah, more interested... Yeah, but AEW haven't come to the UK yet, so you haven't had that opportunity yes. to be like, you know, yeah. Yeah, so what about you? Are you more excited about seeing that match than or going to Clash of the Castle? And see, not so much going to Clash of the Castle, I think going to the event to see augmented reality in real life <laughs> is going to be something I've... To see a giant dragon bigger than the stadium in real life uh, is going to be gonna incredible. Be, I can't, I can't, I'm going to be freaking out I when, can't uh, believe it. You know, when Riddle it. kicks off his sandals and all those, is it giraffes or alpacas yeah, or whatever, come me. flying out? Real life... Uh, Welsh alpacas. Gonna be something incredible. Um, no, but just, I think I'm I'm obviously excited about seeing the show, but the actual matches on that weekend are much more interesting than seeing Punk versus Moxley. Oh, Ooh, King said something in the chat actually. He said Punk versus uh, Mox going to be a bloodbath for sure. I hope not because we've said before that you know there's been a lot of blood and it loses its impact. To me, I I. If if they if they're gonna have a um a series of matches, then yeah, blood blood should maybe come at some point, maybe. But for this this first match, that's as far as we know, well, it hasn't even been announced yet, but we know it's gonna be probably yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. Um is gonna be a straight up singles title match. To me, I don't I say no blood, because why does it need it? It's not a hardcore match. It's not the end of a feud, but you know that there's gonna be some busted open. I don't mind a bit of blood. So that's what I don't like. People licking other people's blood. Now that is gross. Hepatitis, guys. What is that on. about? <laughs> oh, I'm so hardcore. I'm going to lick this other person's blood off their face. Stupid. Um, it's gross. Gross. Um, man, uh, Rick Morata, gruff. Personally, I think they use blood a bit too much. It's becoming mm. a norm now. It is becoming a norm yeah. now. Uh, yeah. Fran, the cannon need to uh, ease back on the claret. Yeah, I I think that it should instead of it being a case of oh when someone going to get busted open, like I always remember as a kid, and that's a different time. But you'd watch a match, and when someone did get busted open, it'd be like oh flipping out, he's yeah, he's, yeah, he's bleeding. Yeah, yeah, when did yeah. that happen? You know, it would be a bit more of a reactionary thing as opposed to oh yeah, Christ, five minutes in, he's already uh, peeing blood everywhere. You know, it's, yeah, it shouldn't be a, an expected thing, but it it kind of is, but. I guess the flip side is you don't you never really get blood in the Fed. So if you're Dominic, an alternative, Dominic then was bleeding, wasn't he? I don't know. Blood. I mean, I, I I did see something funny on Twitter the other day saying, Jerk and Dominic is deliberately getting into these little feuds with the Judgment Day purely to get Rhea to choke him out. 
Probably he's like, oh it, no. Yeah. She wears all the oh, S&M oh, no. gear. He's like, oh God, just choke me. Oh, stop it. Oh, oh, oh. Stop it. I, can't your, I forgot my safe word, Rhea. Sorry, I forgot <laughs> the safe word. Oh no, judgment. Oh shit, I forgot again. the safe word again. Oh, what? Oh. oh, Dad, I'm so angry with you. I'm going to go get beaten up by Rhea. <laughs> <laughs> I told oh, you, yeah. Dominic, what the safe word is. You've got to remember to say it. Stop passing out. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. And then she brings trouble. around and makes it be the gimmick, but it's actually like a, a real thing. She's like, <laughs> yeah, he yeah, he was bleeding, wasn't he? When he got dragged out uh, with a big old smile on his face uh, by Rhea. Yeah, he loves it. Um, he loves it. Yeah, I, I, so I, I want Mox uh, to retain just because I think it would. I think there's there's a lot more kind of story value to that because Punk got the t- got the belt, got injured. Unfortunately, things happen. Mox then went through, you know the. Battle Royale or whatever it was, I can't remember, to to get the shot, won the interim title, and he's been a badass with it ever since. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that would just kind of solidify him uh, in this reign to take it, whereas if Punk gets it, I don't know, what does that, where does that kind of leave Mox? Mox. I mean, he'll be he'll be fine, but I don't know, I see more value know, in Mox I, keeping it to begin it's, with. It's a bit weird, because Mox is, is so good and such a big, mm. such a big character and a big, big big wrestler within that company and having him be for one of a better term a stopgap champion who uh, didn't really defend it he hasn't wouldn't have defended it at a pay-per-view would he this would be his first no, pay-per-view it's... defense and just to be yeah. a stopgap champion seems to make him very much more lesser than than he mm. should, than he deserves uh in many ways it might have been better to have taken the belt off punk and then you know, I don't know. I, I can understand why TK wanted to keep it on him. But yeah, man, uh, I don't think Moxie should be a stopgap champion. He's too much of a badass. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it makes sense to me to keep it on him. And what, what that does with Punk afterwards, I don't know. I mean, I still would like to see um, a, a heel turn. But um, I mean, at the end of the day, really... You could always get Mox again lining up with FTR. I know they're kind of aligned again with uh, Wardlow. Wardlow. Once your pinnacle, pinnacle for life or whatever it is. Yeah, which I thought, okay, that makes sense because the pinnacle just kind of slowly disappeared as a as a group. Mm. I, I like that because it's referencing that that's, that's they never had beef, which they didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, what what do you reckon? Like, do you think Mox will win, or do you want Mox to win? I, I I want Mox, but I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm not certain. I don't think if going by the annoying behind the scenes wrestling guy situation, if TK kept the belt on him for the injury, he'll keep the belt on him for his first match, which is a horrible vibe going into the match. You can't. I hate having be. I hate the curtain being pulled back that much that I have to think of it like that, and it ruins the for want of a better term, enjoyment of the match in a way, a little bit. Um, but then we're doing a wrestling podcast here, so um, you're bound to sort of think like that. But going by future stories, if I was, yeah, I, I can't see how Moxie can lose it and be, I just, I think it's such cheapening of Moxley, which I don't like. No. I mean, yeah, there's the, there's the alternative I've seen in the chat about Potentially a no contest, like a. No, they know, can't end a pay for you like that. No, no. 
Now, MJF, uh, of course, has been away and he beat Punk in Chicago. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that's that's always a possibility. You always kind of think, though, you never really want outside interference to affect a, a title match. Yeah. That always feels like it may cheapen it. But if they are bringing MJF back in, in you know, as, in the storyline, that would make sense because, you know, he... I don't know. It's a tough one because, like you say, you don't want Mox to be a stopgap champion. Um, but then at the same point, are they going to have Punk lose it on his first defense because no. he hasn't defended it yet? There's no uh, annoyingly being the wrestling guy, knowing, knowing backstage stuff. If TK mm. kept it on him, he's not going to have him lose the belt, uh, Mr. Price. So the thing is, AW has four weeks to turn a card around it including doing the tag tournament. A tend to AW tend to rush, throw some things, a lack of build. Uh KO C T K at least has been Oh Clash at the Castle has some building injury. Yeah, Mr. Price, I agree, but there is some build with stuff like um Christian and Jungle Boy. I can't wait to see those guys bang in. So that's gonna be a great story that maybe not a great great match although christian can still work and so can jungle boys yeah. it's quite cool the luchasaurus thing is being a bit contrived but having a uh you know that's a storyline build you, you know having the trios on with hangman you know who will he go with the whole thing when uh the bucks gave hangman the nod against um no yeah gave him the nod against kenny that could tie into it there is a lot of story build along these lines and it does pay off being a long-term fan i guess doesn't it with aw they do pay that fan that long-term fan uh the time you've invested they pay it off a bit with AEW, which they don't tend to do so much in the fed so i i can understand they have less time to build but i think if you've invested time they do pay it off as a fan that makes sense yeah um i think yeah my my like i've been AEW sort of fanboy since it kind of started and i've had some things that have kind of come into my my opinion on it over the last few months um and I think we talked about it maybe a couple of weeks back, but I do feel AEW need to kind of slow down a bit of their booking. Like one of the things that's kind of become a bit of a joke is uh, when Excalibur announces all of the matches for the rest of this uh, week. And all next week. Got to... Yeah. It's, bye, it's, Trisha. It's, uh, yeah, bye, Trisha. It's, it's too much. Like you can't really retain what he's said because I mean, you've got the on-screen graphics, yeah, but yeah, yeah. saying a lot. Um, and also, I do think that announce maybe a headline match or or a key match for the next event. But then, if you're announcing kind of a big chunk of everything, you're kind of almost overloading uh, the card with maybe filler that could have been better spent doing build ups. I don't know. It, the the booking or the present or the presentation, I should say, the booking, other than a couple of things, just seems a bit too busy than it yeah. was like maybe six months ago like outside of jungle boy and christian which is one of those feuds that i think has probably surprised a lot of us with how yeah. good it's been um like really like christian just reminding everyone that i am actually really good on the microphone yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah but like, like outside of that um i don't know i don't know what it is with AEW recently like some good matches in the ring but just the booking i don't know i think i think it's come at a a difficult time because WWE have started putting on some really quite good matches and having yeah. a decent Raw, a decent SmackDown, like good shows. At the same time, that I don't know, Dynamite was all right. It wasn't. Oh amazing. man, what? Jericho was Moxley crap. was one of the best on TV matches you've had for ages. It was a great match. Yeah, but what was the rest of the card? 
Uh, what, the, the Darby Allen Brody King match was great too. Yeah, we missed the start of it. But yeah, we had a good opener, good end, but I can't remember the rest of the card. There's lots um, of the trouble. And, and lot, but what? Uh, no, uh, come on. The Andrade Roosh match versus um, who they uh, against Penta and Ray Phoenix. That was a great match too. I can't remember it because there's a lot of good matches. That's the thing. There are a lot of good matches, so you got to get it gets a bit lost lost in the all, haze all of I good remember, wrestling. All I remember about the main event was uh, Chris Jericho coming out to White Zombie, and that's kind of when I was like, okay, yeah, cool. I, I don't mean to see the rest of the match now. Lionheart, Lionheart. Uh, too many heel turns for no damn point in AW. Tez, Russo-tastic bookings, says Mr. Priceless. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Priceless, Gunther Nakamura ruled big time. Just the way it's supposed to be violent at its finest. And that is quite cool. Like you got a proper wrestling match. And also Champa versus Bobby Lashley was a proper wrestling yeah, match on really Raw. Good. I mean, Champa, yeah. what a turn he's had since Triple H took over. Unbelievable. He was just a guy that would lose in a second. Built up the US title, built up Champa, and had a match with a guy who was the US champion, which it took up two segments of Raw, I think, and it was like a big match. Great. Yeah. WWE hasn't done that for ages. That's what you want to watch. No. That's been good. Yeah. Uh, with Vince leaving, mess everything up. He did thing uh, these last few years. He was older and out of touch, and Tony wasn't expecting that. Uh, the, the, Dan from Chicago, too much blood in the main event. Too much, says Dan from Chicago. Um, lots of chat here, uh, um, Tez. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Well, I think we're getting a bit too excited, Tez. I think we need to uh, go maybe a little bit too, yeah. to some uh, very soft wrestling parameters because it's all it's all too exciting. Do you think? <laughs> I think so. We need to bring things down a bit. Okay, so uh, let's do it, Tez. Serious. And now, Ministry of Slam proudly presents a very serious wrestling promo. One day, they will all come to my funeral just to make sure that I stay dead. But today is not that day. I'm alive. My heart is still beating and I'm breathing fresh air. For the first time in a long time. My name is John Moxley and I'm on a mission to reclaim my soul and I'm not the only one who thinks. You know, it's about time the industry got a facelift. So make no mistake about it, this is an official declaration of war tonight to anyone who wants to get in my way and anyone who wants to stand in AEW's way. We have a mission to knock the pillars of the industry on their arse. We ain't reading history books anymore, baby. We write in them. This is what you call a paradigm shift. AEW double or nothing. John Moxley, 25th of the 5th, 2019. Thank you. And that was a very serious wrestling promo. Thank you. Ted. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Did you watch any Hannah Montana while I was away? 
Well, since I've become a cartel boss, uh, I now have the entire back catalogue, um, and uh, I've, uh, I've instructed the cast and crew to make new episodes because, you know, I've got that sort of power now running uh, running a cartel. So yeah, wow, well, I've watched a lot of Better Call Saul, so there's a lot of cartel situation in that. It's a great program. The series finale tomorrow, Tez. The whole series ends tomorrow. Very, very good, mate. Very good. Did you watch Breaking Bad? I did watch Breaking Bad. I. I thoroughly enjoyed season two onwards. I, I I found the first season difficult to get into. It was just a lot slower. But season two onwards, I thought was excellent. I just I've never got around to watching Better Call Saul or the film that came out. What is very good ago. about Better Call Saul? This isn't really a spoiler. It then becomes a sequel to Breaking Bad, oh. and so which is which is quite cool. I do. I'm very much looking forward to tomorrow. It's gonna be cool. Yeah. It's gonna be cool, mate. Looking forward to it. So Tez. Uh, before we get to this week of wrestling, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's here tonight with us for the Ministry of Slams. Great to have you guys here. We are live here every single Sunday. If any of you guys are new here on this YouTube channel, uh, the MOS Network, if you're new, please hit the like and subscribe. Very much helps us grow the channel. It really does help us get in that YouTube algorithm. And Tez, the guy right here, mm. does the Ministry of Horror here every single Tuesday here on this uh youtube channel at 8 p.m uk and 3 p.m eastern and we also have memberships open so if any of you guys want to uh, come and join our youtube memberships it very much will be appreciated and you unlock some great exclusive stuff on the memberships uh really really cool and you'll get your name in the ministry of slam and mos network and credits of every show if you join our membership which is cool and you'll see their role tonight and then show and we also have super chats open which is a very much appreciated too so uh ted shall we get to this week in wrestling history Let's let's do um, it, Tez. Let's do it. August eighteenth, nineteen ninety three. Uh, Vader versus Davy Boy, and the Shockmaster debuts. Have you seen this, Tez? Uh, oh god, I think everyone's seen the Shockmaster debut. But why has he got a stormtrooper helmet? I mean, why has he not got one on? Well, even though they've covered it in, in in silver glitter, it's like, I mean, come on, <laughs> it's very obvious what that mask is. Um, and I'm not even a Star Wars boy, um, and I knew that. Um, WCW presents Clash of Champions 24 XXIV. Uh, Big Van Vader defeated Davy Boy Smith in the main event to retain the WCW World Championship. More famously, the Shockmaster made his debut in a backstage segment, seamlessly and graciously bursting through a gimmicked wall with no mistakes made. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Unbelievable. I mean, classic. It's, the, it's nearly as good as the Titus one. The shame the Titus one at that Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia didn't have a Stormtrooper helmet involved because that was hilarious too. Um, yeah. But this was so funny because it was so camp and cheesy as well. And my God, the amount of shouting the rest, you want to know who our partner is? The Davy Boy is going to tell you stings there. And then Davy Boy starts shouting and says, like, I, I don't care who your partner is. We'll kick your ass at full brawl. And Shockmaster just falls through the wall and you can hear Rick Flair going, oh, God. Oh, God. Because Mike's still alive. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, did he did he ever have any matches with the Shockmaster? Or no, was it dead on arrival? He did. He was in the full brawl. And he didn't even have this sort of like Stormtrooper special powers gimmick. He was like a builder. It just wore denim. It was just tugboat with denim on. Oh, or typhoon with denim on. Weird. Um, not great, mate. Not great at all. Um, but yeah, classic moment. Classic moment in wrestling there, Tez. Um, not much more to say about it. It's just classic. <laughs> Next uh, up. Here we go, Tez. August 19th, 2002. The end of the hardcore title. 
Uh, after a series of title changes on the night between Bradshaw, Tommy Dreamer, and Crash Holly, the 24-7 rule for the WWE Hardcore title is discontinued. <gasps> the title itself would be declared defunct one week later when Intercontinental Champion Rob Van Dam defeated Tommy Dreamer in a total unification match. Did you like the Hardcore title, Tess? Um, I did. I did like the Hardcore title. I think... I like the hardcore title, but I think you kind of almost have to differentiate the hardcore title and the 24-7 rule, because the 24-7 rule was fun. They had a lot of great segments, a lot, you know, including Crash Holly. Oh, the time, like. it was quite good, wasn't it? Because it could be yeah. brutal and think and whop yeah. them on the head with their can and stuff, not silly comedy skits like marriages and stuff like the 24-7 title you've got now. Yeah, exactly. The 24-7 title, I think as Bailey said in the backstage segment, it's basically the roll-up title, and that's all it's been. And that was during an era when even in non-24-7 matches, people would win matches with a roll-up, and it's like, yeah, do that once in a blue moon as a surprise. But yeah, anyway. But the hardcore title, I did quite like, because for me, I didn't really get ECW over here. I'd only just got Sky and I only just started watching in 99, 2000. Yeah. So this was kind of my introduction. The Hardcore Bite was my introduction to hardcore wrestling, you know, chairs and uncomfortable shots now when you look back on like the headshots that they did before they knew about, you know, concussions and stuff. But yeah, I just, I, I do like that whole era. Like even looking back at some of the hardcore matches now from, from that time, yeah, I still yeah. think they're, they're good fun. Yeah, and the WrestleMania 18 hardcore title match is quite good. It involves like Hurricane swinging in from the middle of nowhere and kicking, <laughs> I think, Al Snow into a load of cardboard boxes. I mean, great no moments. These guys aren't stunned men, but they were quite entertaining moments. Um, is it of the time? Is it because we were 20 years younger, we were more into it? I don't know. Um, do kids who are 20 years younger than us enjoy the 24-7 title? I don't know. I haven't got kids. Uh, but no. nostalgia dictates to me that this was an enjoyable period of time for me with the hardcore title i did enjoy it i like the reference that it was the old wing winged eagle belt smashed up um yeah. and even the undertaker held that hardcore title for a period of time which was quite quite crazy didn't he i think jeff hardy did he beat jeff hardy or jeff hardy beat him for i can't i, I can't remember but uh, yeah one or the other yeah one or the other i mean crazy that uh a lot of people had that belt and it was quite cool cool belt and a lot of people like you know rhino having it raven and oh yeah, Raven was cool. Building up to a moment, it was it was it was a good belt, and I enjoyed I enjoyed it of the time, man. I enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah, yeah. and I, I don't. I'd love to speak to uh, someone who's twenty years younger than us and see what they think about the twenty four seven, and if they could watch spend time watching this, what would they think of this in comparison of the two? Um, I spoke to a twenty year old and showed him a hardcore title match, and this is what happened. Um, uh, yeah interesting experiment that would be Tez does nostalgia dictate it being good I'm not sure that's the thing like you you sometimes see on YouTube if it's like trending those like reactionary videos like showing a non-wrestling fan you know like Hell in the Cell matches or whatever but I don't think I've ever heard of one coming up of like the craziest 24-7 title changes Mm. because they're not they're all exactly the same just and um, that whole period where they're just chasing each other around. It's just silly. You know, it's like, Christ. Yeah. It's not. Anyway. It's not great, brother. It's not great. Not good. All right. Next one. Here we go. Next one. <laughs> August 14th, 2011. Oh, greatest moment in SummerSlam history. God, that makes me feel old. That's 11 years ago, and it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. CM Punk wins, and Kevin Nash returns. Yes. 
SummerSlam 2011 saw CM Punk become the undisputed WWE champion after defeating John Cena, only to be cashed in on by Mr. Money in the Bank, Alberto uh, Del Rio. Rio. I can't roll my after, tongue. <laughs> Del Rio. After Kevin Nash got a oh my god, yeah. After Kevin Nash got a text apparently telling him to stick the winner. Stick the winner, brother. Yeah. Amazing. Kevin Nash returns, mate. It was amazing. Had two matches, was there for about eight, four months against Santino Morella mm. and when it was Triple H at t- tables, ladders, chairs, weirdly. They had a ladder match for a sl- sledgehammer. Sledgehammer on a ladder match. Yeah. Um, man, Kevin Nash back. Still looked like a beast back then. And I think he still looks like a beast he now. He still looks like a beast now, man, yeah. Insane. And he just left TNA, didn't he? They made him dye his hair. He was grey-haired, grey-haired Kevin Nash in TNA. And uh, Dixie Cart. I think Dixie let him go to be in the Royal Rumble as Diesel earlier that year. Mm. And then he turned up as Kevin Nash at SummerSlam and stuck it to Punk. Uh, again, weird that this was the period of time where someone like Punk beat Cena, but they can't let him just be the champion. They have to make some contri- contrived, stupid story of him losing and losing to someone like Nat, like getting beaten up by Nash, who's the complete fed guy with Triple H, is it? It's just, it's mad that this this happened. Why couldn't they just let Punk win, beat Singer, and be the be the babyface champion? With the guys like Punk and Daniel Bryan, it was almost like they resentfully put the belts. Yeah, because the same thing happened with Bryan when he beat Cena as well. Yeah, because like yeah, the, they they were the sort of things where. The crowd reactions were so big that they couldn't ignore them. People wanted Punk at the top of the card. Daniel Bryan also. Um, but yeah, when when they were champion, more often than not, I think in this sort of reign before, you know, whenever it was, they wouldn't be main eventing. You know, they'd always they'd be the champion, but it'd be John Cena at the end of the show, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, whoever. And like you say, they can put the belt on them, but then they won't give them a strong reign. I mean, they kind of rectified it a bit with. With the summer of punk, yeah, you know, we got the days, yeah, yeah. But then, obviously, as soon as the Rock came along, he just took it kind of straight away um, for for that story with Cena. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was cool. I I did like seeing Kevin Nash because it was a genuine surprise. Um, I think he would have looked better with the grey hair just because. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very obvious dye job, isn't it? And it's like your hair's gone grey. It's gone grey. It's father time. Um, but I think. I think it was like a Vince thing, wasn't it? Like, oh, I can't go out there with grey hair, look like an old man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was a Vince thing. Um, But I I like Kevin now. I've always liked Kevin now. I remember at a time when we were doing um, MOS back in the day, I was like, if Kevin Nash returns, it'd be amazing. He did. I was so excited. That Royal Rumble was quite an incredible thing that Kevin Nash returned back to the Fed. Uh, Tell me one second. Is the pooch doing stuff? He started howling at the front door. Because he likes Kevin Nash, Ted. Because he's a Kevin Nash fan. Who isn't a Kevin Nash fan? He's wagging his tail. He's, he loves Kevin Nash. I like. Who doesn't love Kevin Nash, mate? Who? Tell me. Tell me a man who doesn't like Kevin Nash, and I'll tell you him. You don't know what pure wrestling is. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there we go, Tez. That was this week in wrestling history. Do you know what time it is for now? Are you ready Ooh. for it? Is Bailey is Bailey hyped for it? I think he is. We should fill the stream full of pooch emojis. If you have, <laughs> if you if you have unlocked. If you are a YouTube member, fill up the chat room with pooch emojis, ladies and pooch gentlemen. Pooch emojis, yeah. Join our YouTube memberships to unlock the exclusive MOS pooch emoji and fill up <laughs> fill up that uh, uh, chat room full of pooch emojis. And if oh, any there members are there, then be I did it. But uh, Ted, oh, you know what time it is for? What time is it now? It's time for the 211 quiz. Barracks failed at it last week, Ted. 
All you need to do is be better than Bericles on the 211 quiz. So are you ready? All I need to do is guess within two minutes, 10 seconds. Two minutes, 10 seconds. Just guess it. Let me me minimise the chat. All right. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Here we go. The 211 quiz, Tez, starts now. This guy is a WWE wrestler. And he first made his, but before that, he was a wrestler on the New England Independent Circuit. No idea. Uh, no. From 2000 and, 2008 to 2013, this wrestler became a four-time Intercontinental Champion and a three-time United States Champion. Uh, Kofi Kingston. You got it, Ted! Really? <laughs> you really got it, Ted. <laughs> you got it, mate. You got it. You got it, brother. Oh, where's the music gone? Uh, oh, God. Wait, Ted. What the fuck? You got it. <laughs> you got it, Tess. Well done. In this case, you said four time Intercontinental and it's current, and I thought, okay, he's won it a few times. This is what a champion looks like, Barracles. Tess done it. He knows wrestling more than Barracles. <laughs> well, that was genuine luck right there. <laughs> what well done, Tess. <laughs> Did the, I, I was guessing no one in the chat got that. No, you got it before everyone, Tez. Unbelievable. You Bloody came hell. on here going, I know nothing about wrestling, mate. <laughs> well done, mate. I didn't well even done. know that he did, like, if he was in the New England thing. Quick. I just thought four-time Intercontinental. If you've got but... the MOS memberships, fill that chat room full of Tez emojis, ladies and gentlemen. Tez emojis, do it. Uh, so we only got we got a few members, but so if you're live and you've got the memberships, <laughs> come and join the memberships and fill up that chat room full of Tez emojis to celebrate Tez got the two eleven quiz. And you never would never know, Bericles, when you host the show again. If I'm off doing the gig or Tez is off, we can get you a Bericles emoji. But the sad thing is, Bericles, you will never get that posted in there because it seems like you cannot get that two eleven quiz. Yes. I mean, Fran, Fran has said we need some shorter music for Tez. We do. We do. Oh, God. Sorry, Bar- Sorry for the ribbon, Barracles. I appreciate you filling in last week. Old <laughs> podcast listeners, you should be here for a live show. It's a riot. It's, it's an emoji filled riot, ladies and gentlemen. Emoji filled riot. <laughs> oh, that, was oh. good that was good fun. So, Tez, should we open up the phone lines? Uh, yeah, please, please be kind to me, Barracles, because I imagine he's going to be annoyed when he calls in. He does. He needs not annoyed at you. Annoyed at himself. Annoyed at himself. That's what. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> so uh, here we go. Here we go, Tez. Here's here's the phone line. If anyone wants to phone in and talk to us, it'd oh, be buzzing. great. There we go. Here's the here's the chat link. Should should work. So come and join the Ministry of Slam on the phone lines, guys. You, yes, can, call yes, in, yes, yes. you can call in via Zoom and come and chat to us live. Talk to us about anything. Talk to us about anything. Uh, it'd be great to have you guys here. Uh, we've already got a caller on the line. Tez, uh, oh. and, uh, so anyone can phone in. I want to know what franchise thought of. I've not <laughs> did franchise watch the Ric Flair match. Uh, he did. Franchise so was I, a fan. Well, I, I want to discuss franchise, it with franchise. He, he saw the he saw the positives. Evil Tez, he says. Yeah, evil. We need to we need to get more more um we need to get more members to unlock more emojis. One more member yes. unlocks another emoji. So uh, should we allow, should we admit Bericles into the chat, Tez? Let's admit Bericles. Here comes Bericles into the chat. Bericles, you are in the chat. How you doing, mate? Are you there? What ya? He's doing. How you doing, dude? You alright? Hello, mother pubbers. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. It was good, well, mate. That's what all the women say. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> all right. We we won't go down that path. Oh, jeez. 
Uh, so, Bericles, how are you doing? How do you feel about that? Uh, I'm, that... I'm, I was good until about you know, 10 seconds ago. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable there, mate. Um, so, what do you want to talk about, dude? Thank you for st- st- standing in for me uh, this yes. week. Appreciate it. Never a problem, mate. Never a problem. I'm sat here in my sunglasses. I'm a Hawaiian shirt. And if you don't believe me, check the Discord. Oh, well, if anyone's come and join the Discord, please do. I'll, I'll post the link uh, up as well. I, took a foot. I thought, well, if you guys are going to sit there, well, you know, Tez, <laughs> master of the 211 quiz, apparently. From heel. I'd join in. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I just nice. want to talk about the... Um, Good stuff. I just want to talk about the uh, the CM Punk situation. Go for okay. it, mate. How can you guys want Moxley to win? Really? Moxley's been terrible. What are you talking about? Wait, explain. So, I am so fed up of Moxley because he's... I, uh, I can tell you a, a John Moxley match now. Quick broad in ring, throw outside, uh, throw into a barricade... Maybe a suplex on the outside. Uh, they'll hit Moxley with something so he can blade. And then they'll just do do some brawling. A couple of submissions. And that'll be it. But it's always the same order. The same thing. And I like Moxley. But he's really be- he's really become reliant on, oh, I've got to get some, I've got to get some colour. I've got to get some blood. That'll get some drama. Right. He's a better wrestler than that. You know what I mean? I know that, I know that WWE put him... You know, we're like, you can't do any of this crazy stuff. And I get that he wants to do whatever he wants to do. But, like, look at the ridiculous thing with the, with the, um, with the ear. Pulling out his earring, yeah. man. Have you, have you, has any of you guys got your ear, have you got your ear pierced, Des? No. No. no I no. have. My God, if someone pulled an earring out, that'd be horrendous. Oh. oh. No, but, like, like, I get it. You want some blood. But, like, stop it every now and then. Do a match without it, because then it'll mean more. Yeah, I'll agree. Is, I'll agree with that. Yeah. As it is, Moxley has literally just been like brawl, throw to the outside, hit with something so he can blade. On a, it's the same formula. It's it's almost a Ric Flair esque formula, apart from the fact you know Moxley doesn't pass out. <laughs> Twice. But yeah, I just there's no way you don't give it to Punk. This whole thing would have been Punk's anyway. Uh, Punk's had better matches when he had matches. Because they've yeah. all, they've all been different. That dog collar match was completely different to to you know he's he's had different matches with people and are more interested in that. Right. But okay. yeah, it's not, it's not that I dislike Moxley. I just think you know, like you're better than this. You're better than almost garbage wrestling. Do you think it maybe cheapens? Um... Oh my god, Rick Flair's in the chat. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> oh. Oh, God, are you okay, Rick? Do you need some water? Welcome, Rick Flair. Please feel free to phone in on that Zoom call. We would love to have you on the Ministry Slam. I'd love to talk Stay to hydrated. you about, about that match. And just please do not um, <laughs> wrestle ever again. Blade. Do not play to you, call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah. But, like, I think, I think I'm hoping that this is Omega coming in. Because six months ago, there were reports about, you know, Tony's got the, the trios titles. He actively said on one of the the post pay per view um, press briefings, "I've got the trios titles. I'm just waiting for Kenny Kenny to come back." So if this isn't Kenny, it's a hell of a swerve. But I can't see who they get to be like a member of the elite. Jay White, Kota Ibushi. He he's recently said he wants to be he wants to do some working AEW. Ruta, but on that continue that tour. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, we don't we don't know, but I'm thinking I'm thinking you you you've got because what happened some months back was they kind of had a disastrous turn of injuries, didn't they? they yeah. Had yeah. Danielson go down, Punk go down. Kenny had been off for a while, but wasn't ready to come back yet. And all these all their big names are sort of getting ready to come back in now. I mean, personally, I can't wait to see Dynamite to see the is it a two out of three falls match. Between yes. Garcia and Danielson. Yes. That should be good. That yes. should be real good. Um but I think AEW have been overstuffed. I think they've been kind of running on what the heck can we do this week? Because all their plans got basically shafted when the the injuries happened. I think there were gonna be there was gonna be a big punk run. Um, maybe MJF comes back in at the end and says, I'll beat you. Nobody else beat you. I beat you. So where's my title shot? Right, yeah. Uh, whether, they'll, whether they'll shorten that now and just bring MJF in sooner, because nobody's heard from him, apparently. Apparently nobody in wrestling has heard from him. Like, none, none of his friends or anything. He's just gone completely, uh, not to use a pun, but dark on everyone. Like, no, like hasn't been backstage. He hasn't talked to anyone he hasn't been to any independent shows so maybe he's just really annoyed at the business you, maybe you maybe just living his gimmick he's very good at that isn't he yeah, I mean, like... he's very good at that so yeah mm. uh, but you know I'd be, you'd think he'd be doing appearances and things you know that's worth money to people yes yes um, well I mean, it would be worth money to people but maybe it's worth more money for him not to be on there and come back and he'll be eat a huge star do a few conventions get a few thousand pounds whatever he gets for them or stay off tv and be a huge huge star become champion in six months time because it's quite interesting because wasn't his contract expiring in january so why is he i mean he's been off telly for months now hasn't he uh, so that's that's 2024. oh 2024 right yeah yeah the bidding bidding war of 24 i think was one of his that was his gimmick yeah. yeah don't worry i'm gonna get everyone bidding over me in 2024 yeah but yeah. uh the, the WWE have really picked up. I have to say that for them. Really made me look like a bit of a Muppet last week, though, when I was like, Hit Row? Nah, I won't bring Hit Row back in. I mean, you can't get Strickland back, so why would you bother with the rest of them? And then that Friday, it's like, of course. Uh, but it's really actually making me look, because I wasn't looking forward to Clash of the Castle. And now I'm like, actually, this could be this could be all right. You know what I mean? I was, I was more looking forward to like seeing you guys and like hanging out. And being part of a huge crowd and that kind of atmosphere, and now actually like, oh, the the wrestling could be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That'd be decent. Did you say it was three weeks earlier? Three weeks, mate. That does not seem like such a long time. It's no. only three weeks. <laughs> That's going to be one hell. Twenty-one of a days, mate. Twenty days. Twenty, 20 days, days till we meet people in person for Clash I'm at the Castle. Looking forward to it. I, yeah. I, I might be like, okay, here's, here's two minutes and 11 seconds, Tez, go. Let's see if we can do this in person. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing some ants wrestling in Cardiff. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah, that'll be the thing, won't it? It's like, where's the big screen? Hopefully we can see it. And all real-life augmented reality is going to be brilliant oh, as yeah, well. That, that, I'm waiting for that 50-foot Roman Reigns to just yeah. you know, turn up, roar at the sky. I um, know, it's going to be awesome. And Wales is quite, and Cardiff is a beautiful place to go. Yes. And there'll be uh, loads of wrestling fans there uh, to walk around with and hand flyers out too, like we did the gruff. I'm going to I'm gonna print up some MOS flyers. I'm going to do oh, it. Uh, oh. Make sure people don't chuck them in the bin. No, 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 chuck them in the bin if you don't want them. Just don't chuck them on the floor because the planet ah. needs saving as well. 
Yes. Well, there you go. Recycle. Yes. Recycle those flyers. Uh, but there we go. Thanks, thanks for calling in, Barracles. Is there anything no else you want to get to? What you got coming up on Turner Years this year, mate? Turner Years this week, this Thursday, is Clash the Champions, Raging Cajun. Ooh. It features a two out of three falls match between Ric Flair and Rick Steamboat. And the debut, or the Turner Years debut, should I say, of the great Muta. Ooh. So, so me and Dave will talk you through all that event. We'll talk about what's going on back backstage when we, when we know when we know stuff. Uh, what's missing from the show that you might get on the network that we've managed to find out about because right. some matches were 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 clipped and missing. Uh, but we even got we even got contra and contradictory reports on that how long those matches were. So that would be quite funny. Baby Ice quite rightly saying eighty nine Muta was a beast. Uh, we we wax we wax lyrical over the guy. It's uh, and if you want to hear me and me and Dave just go off on how great a guy looks and how he could easily fit into the modern day, this is it. Right. Uh, nice. But yeah, that that's coming out this Thursday. Uh, and then after that, I think then the show after that will be the the culmination of the, of the Flair Steamboat trilogy. So, a couple of good shows coming up for you guys. Wicked. Wicked, mate. And that will be available on the pod- on the MOS Network podcast feed. Go into podcast your podcast feed. feed, search the MOS Network, and uh, also it'll be up on YouTube as an audiogram uh, where you can see Barakley's voice in audio form, which is amazing. Uh, so come and check. You can watch it on YouTube or on the po- listen to it on the podcast feed. So it'd be very much appreciated if you do either or, guys. Either or helps us out. So thanks, guys. Thank you, Barakley's. Thank Appreciate you very it, much. I'll see you later, brother. Well done, Tez. I'll see you guys later. Josh, champion. There you go. <laughs> see you later, mate. Bye. Hey, Goodbye, mate. Hey. My camera's gone two again. It's really weird. It always does that on Uh-oh. with calls. So I've got no idea why. Oh, there's two of me. Two of me. So if anyone wants to... Oh, Ric Flair just subscribed to the MOS Network. Thank you, Ric Flair. Thank Welcome. you, Ric Flair. Welcome to the MOS Network, Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! Uh, there we go. It's the latest sub Ric Flair now underneath, which is quite cool, actually. Uh, so if anyone else wants to call in, the phone lines are still open. Dan from Chicago, if you want to try and call in again, you can. The phone line is clear now, so please do give that a go. Sorry we couldn't get you in uh, when Barracles was there. But yeah, please call in, Tez. What have you got coming up on MOH this week, Tez? Um, I don't know yet. <laughs> I haven't even watched any films yet for reviewing. Um, it, it, it'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise. Um, we may look at uh, Summer based horror films i think we had a chat about uh, you know maybe looking at some uh, creature features or mm. you know, things from the sea there's uh, been a new film called uh, the reef i can't remember what it's called it's a sequel to a film called the reef about shark attacks obviously there's jaws piranha jaws coming back to cinema piranha double d as well that's been discussed on the show before uh so yeah maybe do a maybe do a uh, when animals attack in uh, in horror film um, I think yeah, animals we'll paying us back, mate. In fact, we we deserve it. We've ruined the planet. Well, humans yeah, deserve I mean, it. Humans are the bad guys in that film. We reviewed a film a few weeks back in eighties film, which is actually really good, called Alligator, well, about an enormous alligator. It's from the eighties, um, but it's only attacking people because they were ex- humans were experimenting on animals, making them grow bigger, and then chucking them in the sewers. Unbelievable! It ate them. It ate them, and then grew bigger itself. So. Human's fault, really. It's a it is human's fault. Get him, alligator. Yeah. Get him, alligator. We got a caller on the line, Tez. Yep, cool, cool. We've got him. Let's let's admit him. Uh, Dan from Chicago, you can keep, keep trying. We're just going to admit this other caller. 
so okay. please do feel free for calling in uh is that caller are you on the line he's connecting to audio he's connected he's here caller welcome to the ministry of slam it's a front point i know how you doing i'm okay um had a bit of a busy week with stuff so right it, today's been a great week in wrestling I want to know what I want to have a conversation with you about the Ric Flair match. What do you think? Yeah, I want to hear your thoughts first, actually. Well, do I, did like, you not watch my YouTube video that I posted? Up? I I'm a YouTuber I, now. I, if you listen to last week's show, I made some like great comments there as well. So, I, 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 I the thing is, it's Ric Flair's last match. The thing is, it's like I said, I, I actually see the positives in it. And what positives are there in it that we all well, we were all mugs and we all paid for it? Well. It's Comrade Thompson said something on the after the podcast, literally on the Jeff Jarrett podcast. Said literally, it's like um, it was Rick. It wasn't Rick Flair nineteen like nineteen eighty six something like that. It was fun for it. It's a fun match. To be honest, it was a good card. From when he announced the matches, there were a lot of good matches on the card. They're not talking about the match on the card. You have good matches on any card. All around the world, every single week, every single night of the week, oh. there's a good match on the card. It's the fact that they put that match, that guy in that position. It's fun for him. It's not safe for him to do it. It's, it's the stupid. Thing is, Rick Flair should have drink, Rick Flair overfought the match. He, he didn't drink enough water, which he admitted that he nearly passed out twice. He did pass Jay, out twice. And Jay, and saying Jay Lever being professional, like literally didn't want to hurt him too much throughout the match. That's not professional. That's one. wrestling. Yeah, but I'm saying that it made it made. I think it did make in for Andrade. It made him look like more of a star for me personally. It made Andrade and look I like a good baby well, face. Jeff Jarrett. I think Jeff Jarrett knocks out of the park with room to spare. Him and Leaf and Jay Lethal as well. Not to hit. I, I the thing is, I enjoyed it. I I I want to see when you, you think about it now. Why do you think it's, it was such a bad idea? With a whole card. Because the was... man passed out. I'm not to talk about the card. I've just said you can have great wrestling cards all around yeah. the world, all the time, every single night. But the guy world. didn't drink water. He was thinking about losing. Well, he's he an idiot then. Yeah. He's an idiot. And if he can't think, oh God, I'm a human being, I need to drink water, then it, surely he can't, and he can't even remember a wrestling match. He's stupid. I'm oh, sorry. How can you not know how to drink water before doing something physical? <laughs> That's just stupid. I, I, I have to I agree. Admit That's it, it's stupid. It's stupid that he didn't drink enough water. He right. fought too much. But the thing is that he, he he managed to pull something off. So pulled a great match with the help of um, Andrade and a great um, match. Ritchie. Yeah. What are you talking about? You can't think of the positives on it. I just don't see why you... I understand what you're thinking, but I thought it was funny. It's like if Stink had his last match, like, would you look in it the same way? If, if the man passed out in the ring twice, I wouldn't be like, oh, because it's his last match. It was a great match. The match was shit franchise. Just because it was his last match doesn't make it a good match. Yeah, but it's funny. It got people to watch the match. We were all mugs then. We we're drinking that stupid Ric Flair Kool-Aid. We need to stop that and stop that man doing it. it it's probably like drinking the ECW Kool-Aid yeah. as well. Fran, Fran the yeah. Cannon, forgetting things like water is a sign of Alzheimer's. That's damn right. <laughs> uh, well, he's like that. He probably thought, he made it, he probably thought a bit too much. It's quite funny. I'm watching Tez there. Tez looks like uh, the guy from Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> what, dead? Yeah, dead guy, yeah. Wrong. What else do you want to talk about franchise? Well, I, to be honest, I'm, I'm actually, I actually enjoyed watching Raw and SmackDown this week because I thought Good. it was quite impressive. Yeah. 
That's what I mean. You, you, you've got to think of the positive things in life. It's like, I'm still waiting for my maximum male models um, if I'm having um, stuff like that. So, Are you concerned that Scarlett Bordeaux has turned up in the Fed? Will she have to cancel her OnlyFans? I, I don't know. That's down to WWE as well. And but it's what like, if she does cancel like, her, what, what's more I'm important sorry, to I, you? I want to say something. I come on the show to talk positive. If someone wants to say something, it's like that. It's it's a bit negative. I don't I don't respond to negative. I respond to positivity. Respond to positivity, franchise. You've got it. You've yeah. got this, my man. You've got this. Yeah, and I have. It's like that. But um, no, I don't know. Maybe you like to see. But um, I'm hoping at the moment. It's like there's there's two things I did want to talk about actually with NXT UK. Go for it's it. It's like um, I said NXT. It's like literally they've cancelled the next two lots of tapings. Yeah. And I'm I'm a little bit concern in one respect is like is it because they're going to do something they're going to do something at class of the castle or maybe is it a bit of a step back that they want to move away from nxt uk i think they want to move away from from i think they're going to bring them all over to florida well they are well if you look on the if you look news reports they are saying that they want to bring some people like for me i enjoy watch like for me i've watched it in the early thing and i think it's like nxt uk's like I, from one way, I think it's about the same, but I think it's NXT's game because I enjoy watching NXT. I think like next week with Heat Wave, I think that's going to knock out of the park. I like to see like a few call ups after that. Yeah, personally, see. But um, the thing I'm saying, but as you've been saying before, yeah. So I'm still waiting for maximum male model application form. I sent off, so I'm still waiting for them to reply to me back. But um, we say with Scarlet Bordeaux, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's like depends on what WWE is going to do now. I think that one way it's a breath of fresh air in like that, like. You see now that Karrion Cross, if they if they Triple H focuses on that, you could see him either take away that title, maybe sometime after Clash of the Champions or Clash of Castle, because I think that that pay per view is going to be, I don't know, it's like it depends what's going to happen next. But the only thing I'm a bit worried is like you've got someone like Theory that's still that's going to be lost in the shuffle. Yes, he he he, <laughs> him being Vincent Man's boy and now this sort of yeah. change in the TV is yeah. is he. Like, I think the crowd would super pop if he just loses it. Well, I, I saw that um, WWE had a Roman Reigns t-shirt, like saying, um, who's your daddy? Yeah. So it's like that, but on a shop there. But no, I'd be honest. It's like, yeah, but one thing I'm saying is priceless. Yeah, I, I would have BT Studios. The thing is, I'm a bit surprised that WWE NXT UK didn't think about doing it like a house show or like a venue. like um, Shaftesbury Village. Or... Yeah, but it's like that. I can understand that as well, but... The thing is that I'm saying, like, with SmackDown at the moment, it's good that that new direction. But the thing is that I'm hoping that he's going to take some of that NXT call-ups and bring them up to the main roster and use them in the right way. Because I think, I don't know, I, personally, I'm not a huge fan of Hit Row. I think whatever people like it, it might be them. But yeah. I think it's good they're building the tag team division. But the thing is that I've always said at the beginning, for SmackDown to be good, you need to build a SmackDown sets because you've got to have that next generation yeah, of talent. Definitely. Um, if hang on, franchise. Kenny will get to your call after franchise if you yeah. hang on the line in the waiting room. Crack on, yeah. go on, come to new franchise. Yeah, no, it's all right. But um, no, I enjoyed it like um, a lot more, like um, what I was saying, literally, this is good that they're bringing up to new, that would the new talent. But um, I think at the moment, it's going to be like literally Survivor Series. What's the thing is, I think in the next couple of months, like, well, is Triple H is good now? But the thing is, a lot of people said that about AEW at the start and look at them stagnating a little bit because of, like, at the moment, Tony Khan's concentrating on both AEW and ROH as well. Yeah. And the thing is that, like, you're saying literally with the whole thing with them, um, like, BT Sports, like, if they're merging with Warner Brothers, it's a different situation because when 
WWE originally when the UK impact was on him um, in the UK channel as well. So it's a bit of a different thing like that, but it makes you think as well, when it comes up to like contract renewals for like BT sport, would they want WWE or would they, or the smart money, if discovery and Warner brothers think, Oh yeah, we've got AEW there. Like there might yeah. not be a fan there, but then they think like the international view numbers with ITV as well. and bring it over to the UK as well, because the thing is like, it's the thing is Warner Brothers is like redistributed at the moment. Like you think about it, like Batgirl, The Flash, two uh, films that might not be showing now. Like Batgirl's definitely got The Flash that might be showing as well, which I think is a bit sad as well because you make all that money. But one way it's genius because it gives some extra publicity and sometimes not having the show on there. But yeah, BT might not drop WWE now, but in the future, the thing is like the contract depends how long that contract's been signed up for what's going to happen next because the thing is like impact is in the same spot as well impact so, is different than WWE it's not the same thing yeah, franchise no, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, but I'm saying with AEW because it's on another channel I'm saying as well like ITV like ITV is doing great numbers with AEW at the moment yeah they'll be fine and I, and I think as well like you, I can see it within the next 12 months you've got um, AEW won't come to the UK as well um, so well, that might be quite interesting. and you're not tempted and, to go to Cardiff then still do you know what? I thought about it like when John Cena, like when he came to Wales, I, I was going to say that a couple of weeks ago, he went to Wales like to do a signing thingy. I was, but literally I've kind Ooh. of like, yeah, what, big match, big man Cena. Um, no, I was actually considered going. It's like I thought about maybe going something like ICW, something like that. But um, to be honest, it's like because I've kind of like taken a new part-time job. So it's yes, no, but to be honest, it's like one way it'd be good to catch up. But the thing is, things might change. I might decide on the spare the moment to go. Just it's to never go. been. So, will yeah. you wear I've your wrestling ca- belt if you go? Of course. Do you know? I went to Cardiff. I'm, literally, I'm going to say this actually. So I, the, I remember the first time I went to Cardiff, I went to watch. Literally, I think it's a good venue because I remember I went to watch the Community Shield. I yeah. took my brother down, literally, because he was like moaning. So I took him down to watch it. And then he was like, um, next day, because next day I had to go to London because I when a company I used to work for. And they had a course done, so literally I went to. Okay. So it's like that, but I say literally it's a good venue. I think it's a good like. It's, oh, it's an great. All round stadium. Yeah, I see Bon Jovi there. Um, yeah. So well, man, maybe you'll good. go. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, we got, got Kenny on the line. New country as well. So quickly, franchise. Been... What sandwiches are you going to eat this week? Well, I'm going. Well, it's like last week I had a nice bagel, which I know you bagel. don't think it is. Vegas, you might say, it's like Northern speak. No, um, to be honest, I had something, I had something different. I had a nice salad today because it, it's too hot to have a sandwich. So I had a nice salad today. So that's my, but um, I did well, the only other sandwich. to have a sandwich? Well, well it, like today, but I did have a sandwich because I was on a course this week and it was like a big buffet of sandwiches. <laughs> so right. I had, hang on, I'm, I'm going to see what I had actually. So like this big buffet sandwich. I had a nice bacon sandwich on a ciabatta bread. With salad, I had a cheese and tomato um, sandwich. I also had as well a ham sandwich, but I had it on a wait, oatmeal bread. Act, hold that bread. Hold that talk. I just hold. Wait, wait. Yeah. Just wait, 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 wait. Give me one second. Uh, yeah, cost. Uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> right. Oh, hang on. Uh, just keep fill it. Fill up time, Tess. Just talk to French about something else, and then you can tell uh, us. Fran the can says Buzz Lawrence. It's bagel. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, so, um. te- so Tess, did you know that um, Selena Gomez? It's like I've been watching a new um, cooking program, and she it's actually lives in the same. Yes, yeah, she does. It's quite good on um, HBO Max. It's like literally where she takes like 
she has like Zoom calls and she has people over, like literally telling her how to cook, which is quite good. Mm. And in this this season, she's in the same house as Hannah Montana. All right. So um, it's like that. I, I what uh, what do I watch Selena Gomez in? Only Murders in the Building. On, yeah, that's uh, on pretty Disney good. That. Yeah, season two's not been as good as the first season, I thought, but. Um, yeah, there's nice vampire music on Netflix that one of my friends recommended that I should go and watch. So like, oh, go uh, Day Shift. Yeah, that looks quite good. So it's like, and it's got Snoop Dogg as well, right. which is pulls it back to wrestling as well. So yeah, he, is he a twenty four seven champion? Probably, I'm sure he is. Uh, my plan, my like plan has failed miserably here. Your plan's failed. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'll probably be reviewing Day Shift on Tuesday's Ministry of Horror show. I watched that on. And on when Friday. is Ministry of Horror show on? Just Tuesdays. The out there. Yeah, Tuesdays. <sighs> right, go for a franchise. Time. Tell us what sandwich you had. Well, I had like a nice bacon sandwich on a bagel. I also had as well um, a nice ham and, che- ham and cheese sandwich. Yeah. Like on an oatmeal bread. Right. I also had as well like a nice Caesar salad as well. Right. And um, also had as well nice jug of water as well. So wow. it's quite good. Sounds delicious. Frown with you. Available That's my now. Great. Lovely. And also as well, what's wrong with a part time job as a subway artist? I don't think it's like anything wrong. Whatever job you have, if you like sandwiches, what's wrong with that? Who knows? But franchise, thank you for phoning in and thank you for my failed uh, playing of the music. That failed miserably. But I've got it queued up for next time when you talk about your sandwiches. We're ready. For well, you place. failed like Ric Flair drinking some water. <laughs> Fail you. Right. G- <laughs> goodbye. Thank you for phoning. Bye. Bye, franchise. Can I go speak to Canada now? Now, Taz, we've got Kenny all the way from Canada here. The first there ever person to do an MLS super chat. Yes. So here comes Kenny into the chat. So that was oddly erotic. That music says Kenny. <laughs> Amazing. I could I could see on our on our music supplier for some erotic music while Kenny's on the line if he wants. <laughs> some porn music basically yeah i don't know if they don't know if it is hey kenny how you doing oh canada are you going to see aw uh, when they come um, to toronto kenny? yeah yo uh how are you guys by the way good to see you guys um we yeah man, good I, I, i'm uh, i'm definitely gonna go so there's uh Ooh, monday oh, wow. night raw monday night raw coming on august 22nd and then yep. there's uh aw in october so i'm gonna go to both those for sure oh, oh wow are you in the discord uh no i'm not i should I, I i think i'm not i'm not sure if i have discord on my phone but if i do i'll download it and i'll join please it please do and send us some yeah. photos that'd be great to see okay. some photos I, of AEW. I, I, I mean yeah oh for sure i'll, I'll make some videos for sure uh, definitely oh, I, i'm trying to get good i'm trying to get yeah but for, you, you don't you don't prefer videos at all for, we can see videos. whatever's great whatever suits you brother whatever is good uh, for you because when i go to a wrestling show i, I, I would you know, you imagine you take less photos, probably more videos, just of the entrances and stuff, so, right? Yeah, but yeah, definitely, yeah. But 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 the but the thing is, um, for AEW, because it's not going to be as pricey as Raw, I believe. So I, hopefully, I can get like front row seats or like second oh. row. So it's going to go on sale on the twenty sixth at ten a.m. So I'm going to get those tickets for sure. We I'm going to try to post you some Ministry of Slam t-shirts if you get on that <laughs> front row. <laughs> oh, yo, uh, yo, definitely. Uh, I'll try to make a sign for it too. That'd be actually pretty funny. Oh, that'd be but, great, um, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm the type. Uh, like I haven't done this before. I'd gladly come with like five different signs and just show my different segments. You know. Oh, Why nice not, one. Right? We could uh, we could get an MOS yeah. sign up. Definitely be an MOS one. Yeah. We have to so, I'll, I'll, I'll do a shout out. up. We need to get more MOS ones going or wrestling wins because exactly. Yeah, MOS shit, man. You already know. But yeah. I'll definitely rep that, don't worry, man. But I was gonna say, um, uh, 
what I was talking about before was, yeah, I just uh, WWE tickets. They're always so expensive for like the, the floor seating. You know, it's like you, you got to pay like five hundred dollars to like just to get like a third row, the, the second row. Right. So it's a it's a little bit pricey, but it's it's worth it because they have the walk the aisle experience where you can like you meet the superstars or you get to walk the ramp uh, before wow, the show or after cool. the show. So that's what they usually offer for like the front row and the second row. Right. That's why it's a little bit more pricey. But uh, I, I would I'm probably going to try going to the raw one, too. Hopefully I just get like a. One of the bowl seats, like midway up the bowl. So it's oh, like, we're like that. We're in the nosebleeds for Cardiff, and they're oh, very okay. expensive. Well, that's a stadium. That's a huge show. Like I said, it's a, it's the biggest. Like they said, I mean, it's the biggest show in uh, UK history, right? It's bigger than the ninety-two. Uh, I don't think so. It's eighty-four thousand went to went to Wembley. Um, they so this they is lie 60. about the numbers. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Okay, that makes sense. You guys are lucky then. But have you have you guys ever been to uh, Wales before or no? I I've played music in Wales before and been to that stadium to see Bon Jovi. Oh, nice. How, how do you like it compared to like, is it different from England a lot or no? It's pretty much the same thing. Um, the, mm-hmm. I love I lo- I, Hills. I love the accent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, the accent. I like that too. <laughs> and, Eddie, um, Eddie, Eddie Dennis comes to mind. Yeah. And um, I recorded an album in Wales actually as well. Ah, oh, nice. I saw that video you posted of the, the Bon Jovi thing too. That was pretty cool. Oh, thank on you YouTube. very much. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. You, you were talking you know, the funniest thing about, about this whole I missed most of the thing anyways but the funniest thing was when you mentioned that lady earlier who refused to take the picture with you and yeah. wanted it with your friend and then you you told her you wanted it with her dog instead of her that was that yeah, was fast. stupid, that was stupid good, lady though. shouldn't do that yeah. <laughs> oh my god that, that made me die but yeah what did I what did I kind of miss because I missed like I had to deal with some stuff at home I guess I missed like a good hour of the show you guys were talking about AEW was there anything of note that happened like recently that's like well, who, who do you think is going to win out of Moxley and Punk then Kenny what do you think okay uh, Moxley and Punk uh, I definitely think it's Punk because he, he didn't he didn't get his title reign right so they're going to make him yeah. I thought okay honestly I thought it was selfish of CM Punk to be out this amount of time and still be the champion I think he I think that's got TK's the belt. I think that's TK's yeah. call Exactly. But I think he should have rightfully dropped the belt and then he could win it back again in Chicago. And it would be its, its own story saying, I won the belt, I lost it in a day, and then I got to win it again, right? So yeah. That would make sense too. Another one who reminds me of that is Finn Balor when he won the uh, Universal title and then he lost it the day after because of the injury. That would be cool to see Finn Balor one time get the undisputed WWE Championship because he only had a one-day reign as Universal Champion. So may, that's like may, another may similar... Maybe with Hunter in charge, that might happen potentially. Definitely. Another thing I wanted to ask too was like, what did you guys personally notice from like pre uh, pre uh, Hunter and post Hunter, like before Vince left and now that he left now um, from Raw or SmackDown? Like, what's like the best changes that you guys have noticed for something that's really like fun for you guys? Now for me, mind to the it. secondary titles meaning something. Doing the videos of the history of the yeah, secondary titles and making exactly. those matches count, brilliant. Exactly. What about you? All this history. What about you, Tez? Um, so I mean, I have liked the returns, but I think generally the in-ring product has kind of felt like the matches feel like there's a bit more on the line, like not necessarily title matches, but they're just, they don't seem as schlocky and normal WWE TV that we've had for like the last few years where for a long period, it was just awful roll-ups or interference. Like, you know, we've, we've been getting kind of good competitive matches like throughout the shows, like, great main events but then there's been some decent matches throughout i think was it raw it was either this week or last we had ziggler versus chad gable oh that um, was a good match it was short but it was good yeah yeah which would have probably been a a roll-up or an interference normally but oh yeah competitive decent little mid-card match i enjoyed it and yeah that's probably what i've liked 
Yeah, I, I, I agree with both of you. I, lo- I love those video packages of, of like just boosting up the secondary titles. That's yeah, uh, that yeah. means that means the world to me because like I was one of those kids too when I when I grew up watching. Like I used to watch the old school wrestling even before my time. I always loved the IC title matches. Like those yeah, are always yeah, good yeah. matches. Like um, you go back to uh, Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, but even guys like Jeff Jarrett and like guys in like the late 90s they had good matches with the isc title in the early 2000s too so that title has a lot of history behind it and then obviously the us title too from WCW. Oh, they both do and having yeah. them as a key part of the tv show is only better for the viewer and the product i think i can't exactly. believe they've gone this long with them being so unimportant and pointless. and it's not in a it's not in a condescending way remember when a couple of years ago miz was trying to bring the us title back to relevancy or the ic yeah. title and he was like cutting promos on it and like thing and it was i think that was kind of done in like tongue-in-cheek like hey this asshole is trying to make a big deal out of the title again but it's miz like that's not really taking that serious i guess no one's or no one's gonna really take him that serious because he's not really known for his in-ring powers he's known for like his mic work right so it's like it, that, that was kind of a joke in itself yeah, now yeah. i think it's it's seriously being brought back now because there's a lot of guys that can hold that belt that are gonna make it that old school like baby face type of hey this belt means something let me let me be the champion right Ooh, but you, you, you need you need ba- a good baby face to be the, the champion. Oh, yeah, first baby Ash yeah. has made a good point in the Survivor Series. Lashley versus Gunther, if they both keep the belts. Flipping heck, that'd be... Oh, that'd my be God. That would be thing. amazing. And hopefully, because we've seen the proper wrestling matches happen, like uh, Champa versus Lashley and um, Gunther versus Nakamura, you'll have a proper wrestling match rather than being, you know... Um, but, but just a made, weird... They've kind of made them uh, feel like something that people want. I mean, there's a, a brief moment with uh, Ricochet saying, whoever wins from the main event, I'm coming for that title because I want that title. And it's been a long time since we've had someone show that they want to win that belt as opposed to, oh, I'm going to get it back because it's mine and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And people using the belt as a prop. Um, So, yeah, they're they're making them seem like uh, something to be aimed for as opposed to just, uh, they're the champ, I guess. Yeah, right. Exactly. And the in-ring product too, what I've noticed personally is like, it's gotten a lot better. Like um, the matches actually make sense now. Like the finishes make sense because like I, I don't know why Vince or whoever was booking it before. It seems like they were like purposely sabotaging their own product in a way. Like I, I get that they had the it's TV weird, deal. They have, yeah, like they had the TV deal. They have everything. They have the money set. But it's like, why is your product so like it was nonsensical? The best way to put it, it was nonsensical. It didn't make sense. Like the finishes and like the DQ. Why would you have a DQ of the same match I two f- straight weeks I in a row? I think it's no? just lazy. I mean, you had something yeah. like those, those mid-level titles, secondary titles, and they should but- be like something to fill up. They every every week or every other week of Raw or SmackDown, they could have had. 15 minutes to 30 minutes of maybe even if you look at raw three hours of raw a week you could have had you could have had at least 30 minutes a week filled up with some badass wrestling match open challenge and they've got a lot of wrestlers in the fed that could have easily filled half an hour with great wrestling and for some reason they just had it as this shit no one cared about for for years i mean it's unbelievable what these people run that were, were writing and booking this TV show and didn't use even that for three three hours of TV and you're going to fill up a however much a percentage of that show would be uh, as a as a half hour second exactly ten percent yeah, of that they, show or whatever taken up yeah. with with something that's actually good that the viewer would want to watch good proper wrestling matches it's really yeah. weird they have Ko and and Sami Zayn and guys like that on the on the roster. They yeah. weren't even using them, right? Like, come on, that's that's just ridiculous. Another thing though, uh, Lawrence was like, I, I thought it was um, uh, like remember how Vince was rumored to have like ripped up a bunch of scripts right before the show and they had to rewrite the show right before yeah, it yeah. started, like yeah. SmackDown thing. So what I think was, I think Vince was pissed off at the writers 
And they were actually coming up with the original script for Raw and SmackDown was good. The matches made sense. The finishes made sense. I think Vince will just come in and say, no, we got to change this, rip it up just to piss them off type of thing. You get what I mean? Hey, I'm going to make you guys write, rewrite the show last minute. Or, hey, we're all going to have to rewrite the show together last well, you minute. you never know. Just, Ego, just, it, just to not go with what they're doing. You get what I mean? Egos are dangerous things. You never know. He just thinks and that his man ego, has a Yeah. yeah. <laughs> his ego is just all there. I mean, look yeah. at what he did. We don't know if this is true facts. This is all, uh, you know, what we're seeing as outside the bubble. But someone like yeah. Hunter built up black and gold NXT, was basically mm-hmm. there to become the second. And then he took him down, teared him down, took him off of NXT. And yes, he had the, he got the, the medical problems, which is why he wasn't yeah. working. But, but the fact he changed all of NXT che- and yeah. another, yeah, like he just took his work and threw it out the window yep. and said, here's my version. Got rid of all his guys, brought up Karrion Cross, made him look like a <laughs> S&M bondage guy. All this stuff they did, you know, it's, it's unbelievable that they did all this. And it seems like a slice. It's someone's it could be up there on the level of Vince. No, no, can't. I'm going to take you down a few pegs, Hunter. It's just weird that they do this sort of thing. And... Yeah, I, I think it's like a personal thing. Like you just start getting enjoyment yeah. out of it. And, and Bray Wyatt said recently, I think it was this week um, in some sort of interview that um, he like Vince would be incredibly derogatory uh, to Bray Wyatt <laughs> backstage about his weight. Thank you, Cannon. And um, Bray Wyatt on a couple of things with like the booking would say. I don't like what the plan is with the story. It doesn't make sense. And that that instantly made it like, oh, actually, he's really tough to work with. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it doesn't surprise me if, uh, that Vince would do things potentially like just go, oh, I'm just going to piss them off. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that came out was that, uh, Vince McMahon, like a bunch of stuff's coming out on him now, right? So uh, it's it's all it's all hitting the fan now. So Vince it will McMahon... Keep, it will keep coming out, mate. It was going to yeah. keep going. And I still think, I know they've said... I know that WWE would have had final say on that Netflix documentary and all the footage that was filmed of interviewing Vince McMahon. The Netflix spent 12 million on that documentary and they've lost 12 million, right? They must have also been rolling tape of the room being filmed, if that makes sense. Having mics live, having things recorded. Just to have it going, yeah. Have it going, you know, not have, there's the official tape. This is just me guessing, I don't know. There's the official tape of that, what WWE have signed off and owned right there. But there mm. must be also some other recordings, Mike's live, that maybe isn't the official stuff that WWE would have final sale that Netflix might have. And you never know that they have lost all that money, and but they can make it back with another, let's go interview another load of people that don't really like Vince McMahon and, and let's investigate this investigation into Vince McMahon see what we can yeah. find out to get some money back. <laughs> I don't know. Not- it's just me guessing, but it's That's business. interesting, actually, yeah. It's 19 million, 19 million on the on the... On the non-disclosures, and then twelve million for Netflix. He owes he owes some he owes some money to people. Yeah, yeah. yeah Netflix <laughs> lost twelve million on that documentary. You can't tell me that that company that has lost so many subscribers don't want to claw some of that back because that would have yeah. been one of their big pieces coming out next year, and they're not doing it because of all these investigations. They must yeah. have some tape rolling or some yeah. audio rolling that they can have in the background, subtitle it. You never know. You never know, guys. I I, 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 question- I, I wouldn't be surprised. I had a question for you guys. So it's, it's it's to do with the story. It's to do with the story involving Vince. So it recently came out that like uh, CJ Perry, which is Lana, uh, uh, Miro's wife, yeah. and then remember she had that role. She had that storyline with Dolph Ziggler where they were like dating or like yeah. trying to be dating, right? So there's a story saying that uh, Vince McMahon literally requested um, Dolph Ziggler and Summer Rae uh, two uh, two years before that, and then two years later Dolph Ziggler and CJ Perry to practice their kisses in front of him. 
before <laughs> before they went out and did it, right? So backstage, he kissed. Oh, no. He made he made he made them two kiss right in front of him and John Laurinaitis, and then he he kind of showed it to John Laurinaitis. Like he didn't actually kiss John Laurinaitis, but he kind of motioned to him to how to do it, like do it slowly, and then he made them do it. The the, the two John, guy and the girl. John, come over here. Let yeah, me, John, let, let's show these kids how to do it. John, <laughs> lean in more. And then you guys yeah. do it for real. Now, then he made then he made the guy and girl do it for real in front of him. That's weird. I get that they're actors and they're, like golf, like I said, it's kind of a show business, so you gotta kind of practice beforehand. But like, put your, I'll put myself in that in their shoes and put yourselves in their shoes. How would you feel if you're a guy or a girl? It doesn't matter about gender, but how would you feel if they, if they made you, um, you're gonna kiss this girl as part of your your script, but then they make you practice it in front of them, right in front of them as they're watching standing. Like, I get that in Hollywood, that probably happens, but yeah, this is I, wrestling. These guys got into yeah. wrestling. It's wrestling. It's a show for kids or like teens or whatever. Like especially at that time, it wasn't TV fourteen. So it's like, dude, what are you guys doing? Like, like that's wrong. You're making them. You're just it's your it's your horny enjoyment. You're making people do. Stuff I always right? imagine so, someone like Kevin that's Vince McMahon. Fe- yeah, yeah. Like, imagine Kevin Feige putting himself into. I'm now going to be uh, the new. <laughs> the, I'm going to be Thanos. But the, with this Infinity Gauntlet, I'm going to make all you ladies kiss me and bend over in front of me. Oh, that's going to be Marvel. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's what just, Vince McMahon literally did. It's it's insane. It's bad shit crazy yeah, to no. read about what's coming out now. It's just it's entertainment at its at its finest because I know it's not like too many people being like murdered or maliciously hurt or anything like that. But like it, it's still it's some really eyebrow raising stuff there. So yeah, right, right. it was all eyebrow raising. Yeah. whatever he did on TV is unbelievable. Yeah. And- you could you could tell in the late eighties or early nineties the world was at a different place and he's definitely done some stuff he really regrets and he's really scared about it because that late eighties early nineties yeah. was like a, a different culture of guys and girls, right? Yeah, so, he's got he's allegedly done some stuff. Uh, allegedly, yeah, allegedly, just, we have to like, alleg- allegedly yeah, say that. MOS, just to make it clear, the MOS team is saying allegedly. You guys are saying allegedly. Exactly. Allegedly. That's, that's true. That's allegedly. true. Because these are all allegations. There's nothing proven in yes, court. That's yes. true. He's allegedly but the thing is, stuff. But the thing is, let's just all, we can all rejoice. We're at least allowed to rejoice that he's gone and the product is a lot better. That's Fingers one thing we can probably. all do. Yeah. That he's like, because him away from creative and Triple H in creative, it makes sense. The show's, it, it runs smoothly. It's booked well. The timing's good. Everything's good. And what I noticed about AEW and WWE too, they both have done this recently, is they weren't doing this before what AEW was. They would have a lot of good matches on their show on Dynamite, like a couple of long good matches, but it would almost be too much wrestling if that makes sense. WWE was the opposite. They would have a, a bunch of short matches that weren't even good. Now I noticed both AEW and WWE, they each have one long match on their show. So SmackDown will have one good long match. That's like yeah. a 30, 40 minute match. Raw will too. And it's not always the main event. It can be like a middle, middle of the show match, but that match is meant for like the wrestling fans who enjoy the in-ring content. Like here's your match for you guys, you know? And they're both doing that now. AEW and WWE, I noticed on their shows, they have one good match per episode where it's like a 40 minute match or 30 minute match almost, but the entrance is included. But it's like a, it's a long match just to satisfy the actual pro wrestling, like that real fanatic that wants the in-ring action. And I feel like WWE was not doing that at all before, but now they're focusing on that in-ring product. And it's just brilliant, honestly. It's just it just makes me happy as a fan that's been watching for years. It's kind of back on the right track, you know. I I knew this would happen because it's Triple H. Everybody likes Triple H. We know how he is with creative. Yeah. So it's just it's just good good things all around. I'm just a, a job well done. A round of applause for WWE. Now that's just my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. mate. Definitely, Kenny. And and, and and Taz, last thing, can you can you um um uh like all us in New York? Like I'm ready to make the purchase. So you have all the bags ready, Mister. Uh, well, I can contact well, you guys. I'll p- purchase all the cocaine in the world for sure, of course. He, he is an actor, Tess. <laughs> <laughs> or listen, you, uh, you have uh, all the uh, 
product. I hope yeah. that's really not offensive <laughs> to anyone. No, it's not. It's not at all, man. It's not. It's like me. It's like me. If I if I if I do, do an Indian accent, product, with... just... yeah. <laughs> I, I do an Indian accent with my friends. Sometimes my friends Indian. It's the funniest thing to me. I, I, like it's just. I'm not it's never offensive. It's, it's never offensive to do that. It's not. If you're if you're in character and doing it, I feel like it's not an offensive thing. You know, you're you're putting on a character. So yeah. But dude, that that's a that's a fly Miami Vice look right there. You, you look oh, like in Miami right now. You it's look very like warm pulling... in the. You look like you're pull- in the UK at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it feels like Miami. You look like you're pulling up on a speedboat that just came from Cuba with a bunch of packages. That's what you look like. <laughs> he does. Podcast yeah. says, make sure you tune in. <laughs> oh man, you guys are awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna become a member just now. I forgot to do that on the chat, so I gotta, I gotta. Oh, awesome. Thank you everybody very much, buy, Kenny. Everybody buy a membership for these guys. These guys are awesome. It'd be real. great, yeah. And you get Thank some you, cool man. stuff, including the all. If we get one more membership, we do unlock another emoji. So we have to have a discussion within the Discord what that emoji could be. So uh, okay. <laughs> we could maybe make it the sandwiches one if people want uh, that could be yeah. a good one the, sa- uh, the sandwich of the week why not the yeah, sandwich of good. the week yeah that'd be a good one but uh, no, that was good. Uh, good good call guys and that, that guy by the way is good the guy who does the sandwich stuff tell that guy he's awesome I love his sandwich takes always so I do brilliant. love his sandwich I'm going to get that music <laughs> queued up a bit better for a better level for next time so anytime <laughs> he talks about sandwich you have the music play it was good. It was loud at first, then you got it on the right. I know, right, nightmare. Right, 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 right. Nice one. I'll get that queued up for next week. Thank you, Kenny, and All say right, hello to Canada for Thanks, us. Thanks, Kenny. Yeah. Yep. Bye, mate. Pleasure talking to you guys. Peace. Cheers, yep. brother. Pleasure, man. There we go. That's Kenny all the way from Canada, Tez. What a great, what a great show. I think that's it for Ministry yeah, Islam yeah. this week, Tez. Great to be back on the air. Very much enjoyed it. Creative energy is flowing. I enjoy being creative. Very much so. And thank you for Tez for being here on my birthday. on my behalf. Thank you, Tens. <laughs> Thank you, Barracles. Thank you, all the contributors to the NMOS Network. Thank you to our awesome community. Thanks to everyone watching live. It brings me personally so many good vibes. And I hope the good vibes come across to you guys through the information superhighway in your ears and on the internet because I enjoy it. I've got a smile on my face. And thank you, everybody. This is me waffling on, but I truly mean it, guys. <laughs> thank you very much. It's good to be creative, um, Tez. I felt a lack of creativity last week yeah we will go through little little spells not doing this just something else something else yeah um i mean i want to thank my brain uh for proving once again i'm a wrestling knowledge savant and uh guessing (laughs) kofi kingston in what 10 seconds yeah unbelievable (laughs) but no honestly yeah really really good show thank you everyone thank you it's great having you back uh back lawrence steering the ship um and obviously thank you to barricles last week for uh for stepping in it's been a lot of fun Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Barracles. Appreciate it, brother. And uh, guys, remember to check out Turny as it will be dropping in the podcast feed on Thursday and also on YouTube. So if you do want to listen to Turny as the best place for us, for you guys to listen to it, will be the YouTube channel. You can put it on the YouTube channel as an audiogram and it will play on your phone or on your PC or wherever you are in your office. Listen to Turny as the best place to listen to us will be the YouTube channel. And uh, and also Tez has got Ministry of Horror this Tuesday, 8 p.m. UK, 3 p.m. Eastern. So franchise just said that I'm pulling the Magnum PI look. Do I do I shave this into a tash? I don't have a thick. Oh a yeah. Thick, I don't. My tash isn't thick enough to be a Tom Selleck, but get some hair Magnum PI is badass. Get some hair growths in. Uh, when are we getting the Barracles tears on MOS PP pay per view in real life? In Cardiff, I'll film it. God. <laughs> Need Ted versus Daryl. I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the reskin, Fran. I, I'm I'm a bit, for want of a better term, what's the term? I'm uh, I guess 
anal about the fact that I don't want to go back to any old graphics. I really want to get the NOS Arena reskinned with the new logos and stuff. I, I don't want to have anything old that was before, so I want it to have it all look new. So I'm hoping that we can get the NOS Arena reskinned because I've got no idea what I'm doing on that front, and I really, really like it reskinned. So we can bring it back because that was good fun. I just really don't want to go back to the old graphics. Just a personal thing on my on my behalf there because I just want to. I like the new look, the bright colours, and it's all very exciting <laughs> um so there we go on that front um but there we go um dudes thank you very much for watching guys if you are out there as well ministry of marvel will be dropping this week on the mos network youtube channel so please do join us on the memberships to unlock ministry of marvel that'd be really appreciated because it's a it's a cool show tez i did it with a special guest all the way from the land down under you can find out who that guest is um later on this week uh it'd be great when when that goes out into the podcast feed and <laughs> thank you very much to all our members as well rick moran who's in the chat uh the gruff thank you very much to Bericles, who's a member and thank you very much to dan from chicago and head of steel and thor and uh legend of four chords all the members who are there i'm gonna read them all out actually because uh those guys are all members and i want to say thank you to every single one of you guys who joined up with the memberships thank you very much to the graph bericles corner rick moran meryl hamilton thor john larry dan lutzka the legend of four chords and gareth for joining our memberships really appreciate it guys and thank you very much for being there and thank you very much to all the live viewers who were in the live chat room this morning uh, or this afternoon and this evening wherever you're on the world it's really cool tess yeah, I've just quickly uh, ended the poll. So a couple of people asking about the results from the poll. Uh, for, will Kenny join the Bucks, Bucks in the AEW Trios tournament? Staggering 83% said yes. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, that will be interesting. If that, if it would be cool to have him back, I think it'd be great to have him back. Also, which I didn't get to speak about last week, I'm very much looking forward to the AEW game. I think it could be good. I think it could be good. I saw, I saw, saw the... Um... I don't know if it was a new trailer, but there seemed to be new gameplay um, from this uh, THQ event in the week or last weekend. And the in-ring gameplay stuff looks looks decent. It looks like it could be quite... I mean, I'm going to get it anyway. It looks like it could be quite good. I've got no interest in mini games personally, because I just never have. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to have a stacked roster. You know it's going to have uh, have some good ones in it. And it's going to be worth a go. Man, the thing I'm quite excited about is the Legends. You're going to have like Surf Sting, Crow Sting. There'll be lots of different versions of Sting on Anderson, Tully. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Sting, it'll just be all the old wrestlers. Oh, Taz, you know, think of all the Legends that are in AEW. They'll be in that game as well. Taz, you know, um, Jake the Snake. There'll be loads of great Legends in that game, which would be quite cool to play with as well. And if it, oh, if, if it has got the inspiration and the influence of No Mercy and WCW and WWE Revenge, that's pretty damn cool if that is true. If that is true. I'm quite excited about that. But we'll find I'll out. I'll just be putting Brandon Cutler through a table. That's probably just what I'll be doing. I will get that game. I wasn't interested in 2K22, but I'm interested in that game whenever it comes out. So we'll get that. And that will definitely be streamed on this channel in some form or some fashion, Tez. But Tez, I think it's time for the MOS to end this week. Yes. So one last time, thank you, everybody, for watching the show. Thank you, Tez. Appreciate it, brother. You, it's good fun. That was good fun, guys. I enjoyed it tonight. And I'm going to go and have some peanut butter on toast. And uh, again, watch out for Ministry of Marvel dropping and this week, Ministry of Horror and Tony is, and lots of other shows. It's going to be a good week for the MOS Network. And uh, good night, everybody. Good night, Ted. Good night, Lawrence. And check out these credits. Bye-bye, everybody. Goodbye.